0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast, actually our sesquicentennial edition, episode 150. And as has been our tradition, every time we hit a a 50 number on our podcast, we like to bring guests on, and tonight is no different. Uh, We do have a guest that is joining us this evening here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, Very, very excited to uh, have this particular gentleman on. We'll introduce him here in a second, uh, but... Before we do that, I'll uh, introduce uh, myself. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us. Uh, it's uh, it's it's gotten to be hot again here in central Texas, uh, well over 100 degrees again today. Need to get some of that rain around here. Chiquis, as I know uh, you live over in Kyle, Texas, uh, Alberto Campa joins us from Kyle. Yes. <sighs> Chiquis, I'm Go just on. not... At, this is the point in the summer, Chiquis, where I just I can't deal with it anymore, the heat. It's just it's ridiculous. Uh it's not,
1: not too bad for me. I, I enjoy it.
0: Now, what I will say about this time of year is also the, the NFL season has started, and I have a, I have the, the the privilege this weekend of actually producing the Spanish-language broadcast for the Dallas Cowboys uh, in their preseason match against the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm very excited about uh, getting the opportunity to do that, which we will uh, talk about uh, probably here in a little bit as well. But let's go ahead and introduce our guest as other folks uh Climb on, I see that Joel Aceves has joined us. Joel, how are you, sir, in California?
2: Quelle, John, doing pretty
0: good. Glad to have you on, Joel. Joel Aceves, a Chivas fan, told us two weeks ago, three weeks ago, to go ahead and write the season off after week two. He said, no, actually, I- it was after week one, you said, "Ya yeah, no. go <laughs> actually, go on no. loan to other teams, go on loan to other teams, Chivas fans.
2: No, I said not to expect it. If you're a Chiba fans, you shouldn't expect I, more
0: I, than I, I could play. Than, the tape. I could play the tape, ho. Yeah. Don't make me play the tape. Don't make me play tape.
2: And then remember, we were we were going through the through the schedule. And I That's said, right, and
0: and you said twenty four twenty four last... points in the last eight games, which is is just it's just not going to happen. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we, we, we'll 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 get to that a little later. We'll get to that a little later. But we do want to introduce our, our special guest who's joining us from Tecamachalco, which is one of the one of the nicer neighborhoods there in uh, in, in in the Mexico City or CDMX area. Um, Michel Richaud joins us, the former sporting director of Zacatepec, uh, which is in Liga Ascenso. He's also the founder of Deportes, Inc., which is a website that specializes in sports business. Uh, Michel also worked at D.C. United and other sports-related projects in the U.S., and he has his MBA with specialization in sports management from George Washington University, which makes him a colonial, as we all know. So we do... uh, colonial. We do want to thank, uh, Michel Richaud for joining us here this evening. Michel, thank you very much for joining us.
3: Thank you for inviting me, John. I'm pretty excited about this uh, opportunity to talk with you and uh, listen to everything that you have to say.
4: Well, I
0: was, I was trying to get to this and, and I want to go ahead and play now, but I was on the wrong page. But so, uh, so usually when we introduce guests, I always have a, a little fanfare that I'll play. So I'll go ahead and play it now. So, so, Michel Richcho joins us now, Michelle, you were the gentleman uh, uh, for 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 mexico fans for for the past three years, in addition to everything that we mentioned there. you were the one that that, that was crunching the numbers for us to, to to give us hope, false hope, real hope about about Mexico having the possibility okay. of getting a world cup seed, and you started the process uh, well immediately after the two thousand and fourteen world cup with 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 sites on the the ranking that mattered, which was October two thousand and seventeen and I remember in September oh, yeah. of 2017, Mexico was playing Trinidad and Tobago said there's a 97% chance uh, or a 3% chance that Mexico won't at least be in pot two because they, they had changed the, uh, the way that they were going to do it. And then Trinidad and Tobago yeah. scores a goal in San Luis Potosí, and I think everyone starts to panic because that was that 3% chance that Mexico was not going to make it. But but ultimately, they did end up in, uh, in, in pot two. So we do thank you, sir. We do thank you, sir, for your service and providing that information <sighs> for us.
3: You know what? I really enjoy doing that. It was... I started doing it out of frustration, to be honest. Uh, after that horrible elimination against the Netherlands in Brazil, I, I said, I need to help somehow uh Mexico and, and the Federation to enhance our chances of going to that partido, you know? Sure. Uh, but it didn't work out well, even if... uh well, with the with a new way that they put the groups in in the World Cup, I think it's it, it works out well to be in part one or part two. Part two. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Frankly, a much fairer way, I thought, because there there are too many teams and, and too many parts of the of the world that that, that we getting to be, uh, you know, the, the 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 playing field is a lot more level. So there were so many more chances of not just having one group of death, but having you know f- you know four or five groups of death. So I think that you know, the way that the, that FIFA ended up deciding the and I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be how the, how how it moves forward uh it, it is just a much more uh equitable way of, of of divvying the pots you know as long as they have their same continental rules you know the two european teams and 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 that's the those are the only confed, the only confederation that can uh, that can have more than one team in a group obviously because they're the ones that have the most teams in the tournament so
3: yeah and, and that will be just for one more world cup because then we've got the 48 teams and I don't know how so that's going to Yeah, work. that's
0: going to be that's going to be interesting it's something that we'll uh, that we will discuss uh, uh here in a minute. Now uh M- Michelle, one thing that that we do ask all our guests uh, yeah. a- as they come on and so and, and I did not prep you for this but I know that you'll have a okay. you'll have an answer. It's, it's it's not anything crazy. Don't worry, you know, we're not going we're not throwing you to the wolves just yet, but we do want to ask. I know that you're not you're an Atlanta fan.
3: And yes. so we, we always now ask. How can say I'm proudly an Atlante fan? Cause that's right, because you had you you, you couldn't say it for that.
0: a year, but 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 so you were closeted yeah. for a year. But but now you you have yeah. you've taken the azulgrana back out. You're wearing it proudly. How did that happen? How did the sorting hat choose Atlante for you?
3: Well, it was all about my dad. He he's an Atlante fan. I think his story is better than mine. I just followed him. Um Even when when I was. I, I think three, four years old. Like the, the first time I remember going to Estadio Azulgrana, which is now Estadio Azul, which is now probably never going to be a soccer game there again. But yeah, and I'm I was a huge, huge Atlanta fan for many, many years until I stopped for about a year, and now I'm like coming back again into the Azulgrana colors.
0: And, 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 and do you, are you, I know that you live in Mexico City now. Uh, is, is, is Atlanta ever going to get a chance to go back to Mexico City or are they, uh, going to be in Cancun at least for the, for this foreseeable future?
3: I sure hope, man. Uh, you know what? Atlanta has a really good fan base here in Mexico City and really Cancun hasn't worked out for them. Uh, I've been there for a couple of games and it's just a touristic place and uh, the, the 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 fans there don't really f- find passion about the team, so I hope they come back. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. They they have new ownership now, so maybe okay. maybe they will try to do something.
0: Yeah. Have, have you have you sent your uh your 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 CV over to the new ownership? And and uh-huh. just and just and just hey, I'm an de de vida, You know, ninth whatever you're, the year you were born to now, and that's all you put on the CV. Would, would would that be enough to to get a gig at Atlante?
3: uh it's on my to-do list you know i'm just i'm two weeks out of uh so i got the peck job so now i'm trying to take things easy for a couple of weeks and then i'm gonna be right back full force in mexico soccer hopefully
4: well we uh
0: we certainly wish you the best of luck uh in in in, in, your, in your in your endeavors to uh to to, to find a, a, a spot for you in uh in somewhere in, in Liga MX or in the or in the Federacion or in, in Ascenso or wherever it is that you may be, I know that that's something that, that that is very dear to you, and it's something we want to talk about tonight. One of the reasons why we brought you on, okay. especially considering uh, you know just the, some of the, the crazy things that have happened this week, I know that that, that one of the things that you're very passionate about is, is 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 trying to figure out a way to to help professionalize. The, the the world not just of soccer but 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 the world of sport in in, in Mexico and 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 what do you see uh, Michelle as 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 the most important step in in order for Mexico to start heading in, in in that direction
3: well i think speaking strictly about soccer i think the federation has already started doing good things i know it's pretty easy to just say that they're messing everything up and now we have this all these things talked about in Veracruz and then we probably have something bad talking about in, in another team. But I know the Federation has done some good stuff. And I think this transition with John Del is going to be great because he's a a prepared man. He's assembled a group, a good group of of people that are really looking forward to professionalizing the, the sport, but they're, they're like these side projects that they're doing that they're a little bit behind cameras, uh, working with even the government and others like side projects. And I think that's pretty good for, for the sport in general. And in order to have like a real, 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 real professional of professionalization of, of the sport, we need to start with the very basics, right? We need to have like good education programs that are uh, in sports. And let's see how, how things work out with a new president. So hopefully he'll start something, uh, different in, in that, in that regard.
0: Have you had a chance? Do you know, uh, Yonda Lisa personally? Have you had a
3: chance to meet him? I met him at the past draft in Cancun, but that's like a very brief. Hey, this is Mitch and this is John. Hey, to right. not, not, not a real conversation, but yeah, I mean. Uh,
4: And uh, so you're saying that it needs to start
0: uh you know you know w- 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 with the basics and and living here in the United States obviously you know the, the sport that is king here is not it's not soccer it's, it's certainly not baseball anymore it's it, 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 it's football it's american football and uh one of the things that we've talked about on this show is that you know the, one of the reasons why football is so popular here is that yes they have their pop Warner leagues but the reality is is, is that the government subsidizes american yeah, they, football they
4: subsidize- yeah, with stadiums, heavily right? yeah
0: well it's not just the stadiums i mean it's the state you know the stadiums and the coach's salary i mean every team every year gets you know you know, get, you know they get equipment you know and and, and top notch equipment you know relatively quickly it's you know as far as athletic budgets for school districts uh football you know and i'm talking about the, the at the at the at the intermediate and high school level football is is you know 90% of the budget and then the other sports get to divvy up the scraps yeah. but that doesn't seem to be the case in mexico there's not uh the, the government doesn't necessarily uh subsidize the sport as as much i'm not saying as much as they could but but as much as as it could be possible in in, in order for w- w- what you're saying to start with
3: the professionalization to uh yeah but you know to, what i'm going to take something back i think okay. even though that's important i think the most important thing is to have people that really want this to happen and get them prepared get them to study, get them to travel to the US or to Canada or to Europe or any other country where they are like really professionalized so they can see how things are going and then try and bring that back to Mexico. Because I was there in the States for a couple of years during my MBA and working with DC United and you can see how like huge sports is in every area, even in a smallish team as DC United. There's a lot of people working there. And you come back here in Mexico and Zacatepec, we have very little amount of people working there because it's just a different culture. And the team and the owners and everyone needs to realize that in order to make the the sport in general better, they need to invest. And uh, it, it will only happen when enough people really try to make this happen in in Mexico.
0: Well, I certainly don't want to don't want to hog Michel for all the questions. So I'll throw it out to the to the panel, uh, Joel. I know that uh, that you've been wanting to ask Michel a couple of questions uh, about relationships that he does have. Is, is there anything particularly, Joel, that you want to ask uh, Michel?
2: Yes. Were Were you at Tlacatepec when when Niguera took over? Yes. And I mean, how was it working with him? He seems to get a lot of attention lately.
3: Well, yeah, I'm gonna I wanna be dumb. I'll try to be really smart about my answers here. Um, uh, so Zacatepec, before it was Club Atlético Zacatepec, which is the current team in Zacatepec, they were Coras of Tepec, and that team started in, in yeah, 2014, uh, and then in last May, in May 2017, they moved the franchise to Zacatepec. So they, they were there for, they've been working together like the, the same directiva for the three years before I got there. Um, and then I was invited by, by Marcelo Michel Leano, who is now the, the coach for NECAXA. And then he, he got me the interview with Viguera and, and, and uh, it worked well. I mean, he, he's a guy that, uh, likes the, the attention, I guess he he has a lot of uh, of power with with Chivas. He behind the scenes he does a lot of things with Zacatepec. Maybe he he's not as public with with Zacatepec. Um, but yeah, I mean it was it was super interesting. Uh, there were a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. I learned a lot uh, working close to to Jose
4: Luis. Joel, did you have any, any, any other questions? Cause I, I do want to talk about your experience in
0: Zacatepec, uh, uh, if you don't mind, Joel. And just on, on a personal note, we were, you know, we, 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 we've talked about you at the, in Zacatepec and, and me selfishly, I was like, man, maybe, maybe Michelle can one day invite us to go down to Zacatepec and we can stay in Tequesquitengo at a nice,
3: <laughs> yeah, nice house on nice the lake
0: area. and go yeah. water skiing, you know, cause the water is nice <laughs> and warm there. But, uh, you know, obviously, uh,
3: you know, everything's so, warm in there.
0: <laughs> That's uh, that is that is very true. That is very true. Yeah. So, a, as a, as a director deportivo, what what is the function of, of of your role? What what is what is the purpose of of the director deportivo?
3: I think I think the main purpose is to be the link between the coaching staff and the rest of the directiva, uh, and also serve as a link with the players on the directiva. Um, I think that's the main, like the everyday role, right? Um, but then you have like all the, the preparation for, for the tournament. You, you try to see which players that are not in the team would be good for the team. Which players that are currently on the team might need to uh, walk out or, uh, find them play somewhere else. Um, there's a lot, a lot of things you can do as a director deportivo. Um, my role specifically in Zacatepec, was a lot more than just the the title because i was in charge of everything from the administrative area marketing i'm not a lawyer and i was practically the the main uh guy that checked on contracts and things like that um but it it was that that's why it was super interesting because I, i was able to really touch every area of the team um and the, the, by far the most interesting and most fun was the, the sporting side, the, the real director deportivo thing, right? Cause you need, you go to every uh, training session, you exchange ideas all the time with, with a coach. Um, uh, you have to be critical of them. You need to respect their, their opinions. Obviously, you need to sometimes pass on the message from what ownership and the president want to say to them. Uh, and you need to level things when things are not going as well. Because sometimes, obviously, because of if you lose a game and things are super heated, you need to be like the guy that calms everyone down and just like see what's going on for the future and not just for that like moment.
4: Well, I asked you what your function was and you listed like like 18 different roles. Uh, yeah, that, I that, that, know. That, that's like, that so you were.
0: Uh, you know, we have to call you El, El Pulpo, Richo, because you had the, all, all the hands going everywhere with with everything that you had to do, juggling uh, juggling a lot of balls. It's interesting to me that you say that the you know obviously the the uh, you know the, the interaction with, with with the players and the coaches was was what you found most interesting. Did uh, so would the coach then task you of you know the, I need you to find me players that have these certain characteristics, and would you have to go watch tape of of other teams or maybe even go to a uh, I mean would, you, would you, did you have the time to go to go to another game to go to go see if you could find some of these guys or or how, I, how would you
3: go I, about that? I think that would have been ideal. Like that that's what a director deportivo is supposed to do. Unfortunately, with all the things that I was tasked to do, I couldn't do as much of the Deportivo uh, right. thing. Um Zacatepec, unfortunately, doesn't have like an under 20, an under seventeen. Team playing on a competitive base against other teams, uh, as, as they do in Liga MX, because in a sense, so you, you can have your under 20, under 17 teams, but you need to find them, uh, league to play because you're not going to play against the, like in the same schedule as, as it happens in, in Liga MX. So I watched a ton of video of a lot of, uh, foreign players about, a some Mexican players that might be good for the team. Uh, yeah, I, I did that and I did that not, not just because Marcelo asked me or, or it was more of my initiative to do and I needed to prove myself that I could do it and that I could analyze plays. I could analyze a player and I could see if it was a fit because, and, and you need to also know like how much he might, might, uh, earn, you know, like what's his salary? Is that going to be, uh, According to our budget, or is it like definitely not? Because you'll be surprised how wide range of salaries there are. There, They're players that charge super little and there are players that
4: charge a lot of money in in a sense. So
3: I don't know if I answered you.
4: So, so, so no, absolutely no, you did. That was, uh, so that was
0: what you enjoyed the most. And, and and regrettably for you, because you were involved in so many other aspects of the of the day to day operations of the team, it didn't afford you the time that that you thought that that, that position needed, in, in in order for you to, to 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 fully to fully do what you wanted to do. Because in addition to having to do that, you know you have to you 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 there are a lot more operations issues that you have to take care of. So. Uh, it yeah. seems like it seems like you needed to petition somebody to instead of have a 24-hour day, have like a, like a 38-hour day, so you could get it all done in a day.
3: Yeah, and like three batteries in my phone. I
0: mean, well, just... let let me ask you a question then. So, say Sacatepec's uh, promotion and their Liga Emekis, does Liga Emekis uh, award a purse for, for 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 teams that come in so that they can? You know, you know, kind of like the way that uh, that happens in the Premier League with uh, with with the television contracts and that, where they just have this just this massive injection of 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 cash funds to help them, you know, ramp up. It it does not.
3: It does not because it's not a revenue sharing model. It's um, the only the only place where if you win, or at least last season, you get something. Mm -hmm. As you were advancing, is with Copa Mekis. Because it was sponsored by Corona. Okay. I honestly don't, right now, I know that it's not longer sponsored by Corona. So I don't, I'm not sure if there's, like, again, some sort of uh, price for, for continue advancing in, in the tournament.
0: Well, and if I'm not mistaken, Sacatepec did pretty well in the, in, in, in the Copa Mekis that, uh, that you
3: were, uh, yeah, you we were did team. phenomenal. It was outstanding. The first, the first season, well, the first, uh, Torneo, the uh, Apertura we we got kicked out in the round of 16 by Pachuca in a horrible fashion 5-0 i, I won't forget that one but uh we we learned a lot about that one and then in clausura so last last torneo it was uh we ran all the way until the semifinals and we got eliminated by Toluca in penalty kicks so but regardless, it was an amazing experience, and I I really loved it. like that that game will be forever in my heart even even though we we lost.
4: So you know we we talk
0: about Copa Mekis on on the show a lot where where we we do think that it has the potential to be a, just an incredibly uh, dramatic, entertaining, uh, passionate tournament. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure that the, that the current format uh, allows for that, uh, but. But, but we do, I mean, I, I've, i and I, I personally, uh, like watching Copa Mexican because they're there just incredibly. They're much more entertaining than league games, I think. Uh, they're a lot more uh, back and forth. It just, it just, it is a tournament that I, that I want to see succeed and I want to see do really well and I want to see become, uh, very large. Uh, I do want to ask you, Michelle, um, about, about Liga MX and MLS. I know we had a show last week, uh, and Chiquis, maybe you can help me with this because I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was driving back from, uh, from Dallas and I was only in and out. And uh, well, what was the uh, the premise, uh, Chiquis, that you guys had about uh, the, the relationship that, that Liga MX needs to have with MLS?
1: Yeah, basically, uh, a group of guys came on the podcast last week, and we talked about the coverage in the United States, mostly of Liga MX in English, and if that's really uh, – a beneficial endeavor for Liga MX teams to have English, English Twitter uh, accounts, English uh, coverage, English news, things like that? Or is that just a small percentage of the United States public that actually needs that, like Mexican-Americans that, that don't speak Spanish um, but are still interested in Mexican league uh, soccer and the national team? Uh, or is it really a, a thriving market in the United States where there's a lot of Mexican Americans that want that English coverage of the Liga MX and even Americans that are interested in soccer as well as Mexican soccer. So we are sort of discussing if that's even, you know, if it's worth it. I know there's only a couple of Liga MX teams who have Twitter English accounts. Um, so that was sort of our, and that, that, and that goes to a question to you. Do you think, uh, uh, Mexican teams need to cater more to the english speaking mexican Americans and even Americans, or is that sort of a return on investment that's not really huge for them to to go forward on that
3: one hundred percent yes and it's it's not really a huge investment to have a guy that that runs your social media in english and and tr- brings English content to your uh to your website or even if you have like a TV channel or whatever. Uh, and even even if, if in the U.S. there uh, it's a small percentage of, I don't know, if Mexican-Americans or just Americans that are interested in following English content from DMX, you need to cater those, those uh, fans. You cannot afford not to uh, provide content of your brand to people that want your brand. It's. I don't know why. I don't. I honestly don't know why. may more more teams don't have their the the Twitter account in in English or their Facebook or their website or whatever. I know that America's starting right now, and I I think they're doing a good job. I know Tijuana does it. Um I think Santos does it. Pumas maybe. The um,
4: Pumas does not. Uh, Pumas, Pumas has not.
3: extra official. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah the maybe. Fact, in fact.
0: Yeah, if anyone wants Puma's information, there's like like two or three guys here in this country yeah. to to get to get the good Puma stuff.
4: Yeah,
3: so. I, you definitely need as a team. I, us in Zacatepec, I I found out that there's like a huge community of people that are in the US that love Zacatepec, and it's like, why are we not catering to them? Like, even even I had the like this main store online for Zacatepec. Like, how do I make these guys? like know that they can buy shirts for the team. Uh, obviously didn't have time, but I would have loved to, to do it. And, and League MX teams that have a lot more budget should definitely invest in that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I agree. My, my my counterpoint to uh, when we discussed this last week was, uh, was sort of the, uh, from my experience in the U.S., as Mexican-Americans, you know, uh don't speak or you know lose don't speak Spanish as the generations go by. Uh they tend to lose uh a, the love or the passion that their parents or generations past had for even the sport of soccer. So they get more into like like John was saying earlier, NFL or basketball. Um and but but I agree what you're saying. The uh any any percentage that's out there, League MX teams should invest and cater to those fans.
3: Yeah, a second or third generation Mexican-American should, I don't know if they're interested in what their parents or grandparents loved, and probably they like sports, and if they are not as fluent or they don't like, know Spanish, if you bring them content in English, they might like it. And you might not just uh, attract the your fans, but you can increase your fan base out of creating this content. So.
0: You know, but it's not just the U.S. though. I mean, having, having an English language account is, yeah. is a way for you to broadcast pretty much to, to the entire rest of the world because, you know, the, the English is as close to a universal language as we, as we have on this planet. So it just, it just makes all the sense in the world for, 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 for Ligaimekis to, uh, uh, you know, the national team does, does have the, uh, the English language account. And like you mentioned, uh, several teams, why, why all teams don't, don't do that is, is, uh, is pretty amazing and, and, uh, you know, we, we talked to Martín de Palacio a few times on the show, and we asked him how he uh, watches Liga Mekis and it's, and, and it's through a provider. But, you know, as far as getting, you know, they're, they're, they don't have any highlight. On, there's not a highlight show on on Eurosport or, or anything like that. Uh, they're, 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 there's just no vision or initiative to to, to send Liga Mekis to the world, uh, kind of like the way MLS does. I mean, MLS has, uh, has deals where they're on. I think they're on in England, and they're on with Eurosport. And they'll you know, they'll they plan it you know, not the best times, but at least they're getting played.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't if you download the Liga MX app uh and you want to watch a video of your favorite team's goal, you need to pay. Yes. I <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't understand it. Why? So I mean, probably the reason behind that, but like things, things are going in a good direction, but there's still a lot of work to do.
1: I got another question, uh, sort of on what, we're, what you just said about the sort of the money, a money topic, um, going towards sort of the uh, the contracts and what's going on with Veracruz. Yeah. Uh, do Do you? Do you see money, and even like Puebla, I think had issue paying players in Tijuana. There's some, there's something going on as well. Uh, do you, do you, do these teams really lack funds, or are all the funds going to the higher executives, or to, uh, or you know those guys instead of the actual players, or how, how is that? Is is Liga MX having money issues? Is basically what I'm. What well, I'm asking, or are they just keeping it for themselves?
3: No, I think it's a team by team basis. Like I don't think what's happening in Veracruz is the same thing that could happen in in Tijuana. I, I don't know where the money goes. You're supposed to, if you're a professional team, you're supposed to have a budget and and you plan your semester or your year according to that budget, and you know how much your players are gonna earn because you're signing a contract with them so there is no excuse to not pay them when the month finishes or the quincena arrives or whenever they're paying them so yes I think there's there's a big problem with ownership in in some teams I think uh, the Liga needs to tighten up things I, I we cannot have Fidel Curis running teams uh, and it's a matter of time, a matter of keep persisting. The thing that happened when, in a sense of the, the certificado and you cannot, uh, the promotion, relegation, if if you were uh, not cert- certified and you're promoted because you won the league, well, then you don't, don't go. And I mean, it's frustrating that you don't have like a way to go up. But if if you don't comply with certain standards, you shouldn't go up. Um, and I isn't think isn't that's that cool. the
4: reason why Coraz moved to
0: Zacatepec? Was because uh, the the Coruco Diaz is the ha, meets the requirements in order to play In Liga MX. It's
3: part of the reasons. Okay. I mean, Coruco Diaz is a super stadium. It's a it, great stadium.
0: It looks. It looks awesome. I have to admit, it really does look cool. I, Michel, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm one of the. I'm, one of, I'm a I'm a Pumas guy, but Zacatepec okay. has always been, for whatever reason, and I, and I have and I just I can't explain it. I've always had a really soft spot for them. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know why. I, I just, it just—it's it, it, a team that I really, really want to see uh, have success, and I'd love to see them
4: back in the back
3: yeah. in the I really wish the best of success for for the players and the coaches over there. I I, I wish that they they have a, a great a great season, and hopefully, I, I left things ready for them to to get promoted. So if, if they win, they can go up. So
5: when did, when up. did, when did uh, uh, America or Televisa, when did they stop supporting uh, Zacatepec?
3: I'm not sure. You know, I, I think that was um, Zacatepec 1948. That's the name of the team, not the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the one Televisa was supporting because <laughs> before <laughs> Club Atlético-Zacatepec, it was Zacatepec Siglo 21
5: Yeah,
3: I'm pretty sure Televisa had nothing to do with them, so I think it was the previous one.
5: So, 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 so it was a while ago. If it was my understanding that Televisa was supporting the one that, uh, oh, you know, the, the the Zacatepec that had you know Horacio Casarin and stuff like that, you know, the the legendary Mexican player, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Well, Is yeah, that, that's it. That's it? Okay, okay. The link between the, the link between. Zacatepec and Televisa goes, all, well, it's not Televisa, it's like more American and and all this. It's in, back in the 50s. And it all started with Guillermo Canero. Right. Yeah, he,
4: Guillermo,
3: he used to be a manager Guillermo there. are not a manager, yeah.
5: uh, he used to be a, an exec there.
3: Yeah. And uh, people in, in America said, well, we need someone like this guy to run our our our, our, our team. So they brought him in. And then he brought uh, Nacho Treyes and and that started like a whole uh like revolution in America it was, it, well, was so, it was so Sakatem like. could
0: be the could be the mass of the other right now if if, if, if...
3: <laughs> well, i don't know if well been on that a that twist of fate. Yeah. Well it's <laughs> it's two super tiny uh county in Mexico, Zacatepec, but it has a lot of tradition. So a lot of, like, other people, like, if you're probably older than 50, you have really
2: fun memories of Zacatepec. I, I had a question for you, Michelle. You were talking about uh, how close Zacatepec has been to America. And we heard not so long ago that Higuera is related to, to John de Luisa. Is there any truth to that? I
3: I honestly don't know. But, uh,
4: here's the news like a primo, like, like, something like that, like they were I don't cousins. Think
3: so, I, I, I'm not positive, but I'm, I don't think so. so
4: it, it
5: seems like in, in, in Mexican football, it seems like rather than it, six degrees of separation, there's like two or three, you know? It's like everybody, they're somehow all related, Higuera, it seems Higuera like. Yeah,
3: he's cousins with Calaco, with uh, I got T D N. Guy now he was the sporting director of Querétaro. Um, yes, I Overture. keep
2: forgetting that guy's name. That's <laughs> it's El
3: Calaco. Yeah. That's too bad that name. you forget El Calaco because that's, that's
0: just a that's just a great name, El Calaco.
4: It, well, uh, that seems more name.
2: personal. That seems like Michel knows him, Ana. More. <laughs>
3: uh, uh, it's It's Villanueva. His last name, but I uh, Arturo Villanueva. Arturo Villanueva. is his name.
0: Mich- Michelle that's, uh, that's I, Ronnie the Luna that joins us from uh, from from Philadelphia if if you can't tell Michelle I mean it, it just it it, <laughs> it, 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 it comes out uh, it comes out from Ronnie Hey I have
3: a I I used to have a business with America I I, I ran their their team store in Guapa where they train Oh that's
0: cool
3: so, Yeah
0: Hey Ronnie it sounds like the smoke detector is going off in your uh in your house, like every 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 ten or fifteen seconds, have you not changed the batteries in your smoke detector?
5: I think it's carbon monoxide.
0: <laughs> Is it your carbon monoxide <laughs> alarm?
5: That's a word, but it's not going to affect me. You know,
0: right. All right. Michelle, you're 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 a director deportivo. You've been you've been hired by Liga Meki's team. You have uh, not an unlimited budget, but a, a pretty hefty budget. And they said they tell you, I don't care what it costs, get me the best player in Liga Meki's. Who do you
4: sign? The best player? Yeah, who, who, who yeah, in your know. mind, the best player in the game? Who, who, you, your task who, who, who do you, who do you bring,
0: who do you bring in?
3: And I need to be champion right now, or is it like a five-year thing, like a five-year? project? You know, that's or...
0: interesting. Well, uh, uh, why don't you give us both? Give, give us your right <laughs> now, and then, and then give us your, give us your, 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 your,
3: your project. No, I would definitely build my team around Diego Lainez. I don't think there's any question around. Uh, about that, he's, he's
4: an outstanding player. Like, uh,
3: and right now, uh, I don't know. You, uh, I like, uh, Gignac, of course. He's, he's not only been, um, he, he's g- good for attracting the media and makes the team, uh, flashier, I guess.
4: And he delivers uh, to
3: boot. And he delivers. So I guess, it's probably a popular
4: opinion, but I guess would Well I guess I should have prefaced it by saying, you know, I know
0: that Picoline Picolin had retired, so you know.
4: <laughs> Yeah, it was close yeah. second.
0: Close yeah, second. exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's uh that 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 is a running joke that we have on this uh on this particular program. So Diego Lainez, Club América.
4: Are they, do they
0: keep him, or, or is it going to have to take an obscene offer for them to uh, – because, I mean, they, they could really build their entire brand on Diego Lainez for the next, as you said, four or five years. So so how much would it take for, for, for a yeah. team to come and swoop him?
3: I think what America should do and will probably do is to whomever they sell Lainez in the next, hopefully, two years, uh, if not less, they will have a clause where they get they they still have a part of of his uh, of his uh, contract of his card like if yeah of his card or whatever mm-hmm. like if I think that I, I think that's what Pachuca did with with Chucky when he when when they sold him to to PSV. It was what Atlas did with
0: uh, Deportivo La Coruña with. Uh... Guardado and the right. the beautiful part is I don't think they ever got the they ever got yeah. the, the money from Deportivo. Just how poetic,
4: how poetic for Atlas.
3: I think that's what they should do, and and will hopefully they will do because he needs to go to Europe as soon as possible. He is really really good, and, and uh,
4: as good as he is, he can
0: go to Europe. And would you think he, he could he could play on on any team, or or, or would you want him to
3: have that path? I wear. mean I'm not I'm, I'm not going to say he can start with Barcelona right now and probably Barcelona or Real Madrid wouldn't be the best option for now but I wouldn't mind him going to a Bundesliga uh or a French uh team those leagues are starting to be a lot more competitive than the uh the Netherlands league where like the PSV, PSV sorry and uh, Ajax and all those those teams there that league is not that good. I mean, I know it's good for for players to adapt to Europe, but the, the competition over there. I think the competition is better. In, but if you get to go to to France or to Germany or uh, maybe even Portugal, that would be a huge huge step for him to uh, gain his his right in, in in Europe, and then go hopefully to a better team in a better league.
4: I'm, I'm a big fan of the Bundesliga
0: because, as you pointed out, you know, every game is competitive. Yes, they have Bayern. And, but, yeah. but, but, I mean, there's really not that much of a difference between teams, seven, I mean, seven and about 16. So they're, it's like Liga MX, they're all, they're just very competitive games and anybody can beat anybody. And, and because of that, you know, they're very, just, I, I, I just like the style of the Bundesliga. I think it's, it's, it's a very, it's a really fun league to watch. It would be a great place for, uh, for, for 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 players to uh, you know see what they're made of, yeah. If, and, if they're going
3: to make that jump, we have we have enough evidence to know that Mexicans can succeed over there. So yeah, why not?
4: It seems to me though that if
0: uh, if if someone did come calling for Linus, if, if if he projects as well as as, as we think he does, it's going to be, I think, between twenty and thirty million in in, in order for America to uh to. To decide Because I mean It's one thing To be a great player And play at Puebla It's another thing To be a great player And play at America I mean that is Yeah I mean His The the potential That they have Just for, the, for that entire Operation Is uh, Is pretty massive So I think It's going to take A big check For uh, for, yeah, for, for Diego To go elsewhere And, and I think It's going to be worth it though And I think That that's uh, You know, you know some, Someone There are teams That can write that check Without even breaking a sweat
5: Yep. I just I just think it's going to be tougher for Linus to leave because I mean, uh, unfortunately we don't you know Mexico's not going to play in, in next year or next year's edition of Copa America because Mexico's not even going, and that would have been a nice little springboard to go to Europe and unfortunately we're not you know you know Mexican teams they don't play in Libertadores anymore and you know America's not playing any international tournaments you know not the, you know uh, so I I don't know I, I think I think. I think if Leones is going to go, I think it's going to go maybe after the Confed Cup, but that's assuming Mexico qualifies. You know, they have to win the Gold Cup, and, and no that's
4: going to happen.
0: Exactly.
5: So i i don't think I don't think that Leones is going to go anytime soon uh, because because of the lack of inter- international uh, uh, competition. I mean, uh, I mean, really, all they have are the Molero games and and the FIFA dates, and that's it.
0: Well, Joel, there is is one competition that Lainez can play between now and then that would be somewhat better, and it would probably be the uh, – Joel, what's the – Maybe the Olympics? Yeah.
3: The Olympics and under-20 World Cup, yeah.
0: Would you send Lainez to the under-20 knowing that he's a a full-on pro at this point? I mean, is is it worth it for him to go to the U twenty?
5: We had that conversation maybe about a year ago, John. And, and I, you know, when America sent him to the to that, you know, to the uh, tournament, I, th- I, I thought and
0: it. They sent him to the Centroamericanos. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah,
5: I thought it it hindered because he should have he should have stayed with America and he should have you know, uh, earned his spot and had more you know regular time with the t- with the first team. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough decision, you know. I I think. Uh,
6: I'd like well, to
0: see well, him get, get more ask, established. The, the, the director deportivo, the director deportivo You've had Linez for a couple of years. He's a regular starter. He's eighteen. They ask him for the
4: twenty. Do, do, do you uh, do, do you do you let him go? It's
3: a tough one. I think I am against not allowing my players to go to to a a seleccionado, even if it's an an under, mm-hmm. like a minor. So I don't know if he's as regular as as he. Bit like playing right now with America because last season he was in the bench or not even in the 18 that go to the stadium. Right. Uh, but if he is right now as he is right now, I don't know. I, I would, I would consider, uh, maybe convincing him that the best is for, I would ask him to make him the decision. He would have to make the decision and just let, let the player decide. Sometimes that's, that's better. That's fair. And like other thing that we we haven't mentioned with with the Leinens going to to Europe, it will also depend a lot of on his current contract with America. I I, I don't know how long it runs, and uh, I'm sure that a year or two years before uh it expires, he will have a lot of leverage to to just tell America, hey, let me leave, or I'll just walk for
4: free. But if he if he does that, he becomes persona non grata. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, but at his age and uh but that's why I'm uh, I wouldn't like be in this uh pacto de caballeros thing and hopefully that will end. But that's what I would do. Like let's get in a situation where the club earns a lot of money because you saw me. Uh let's not have to make this a problem for, for everyone. Uh, I think People in America are understanding of these, and they will make the best for, for the player as well.
4: Does, need a uh,
0: when a player gets sold, do they receive a portion of the of of, of the sales proceeds? Is, is it negotiated, 10%. or is it a standard standard 10% across the board? That's yes. what everybody gets. Yes, 10%. Hoel, I need to rework my contract with you, Joel, because I'm not so sure that uh, that you're giving me a fair
2: deal on that. Because Ron. Ron, is in charge of. Is it wrong? Okay. Of, yeah, Ron? Okay. It, it, it must be Dr. that Pike, it guys. must it must be that Pike-y accent. You guys hey, keep, <laughs> good deal. keep
0: pushing it back and forth. You guys always <laughs> passing the buck on that, on, on that, on that. Uh, so, so it's a standard ten percent across the board, and that's in in, in any country.
3: So yeah, maybe, maybe you can negotiate more, and uh, but yeah, that's the standard.
4: Now, now, Michelle,
0: uh, you want to stay in the world of soccer if you get a chance to to work like like on an olympic committee or or uh you know you know with 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 the upcoming world cup coming down i'm sure that that's something that would be very very attractive
4: to to you mm-hmm. as well
0: uh to, to get to work on the organizing committee for the uh for, for the world cup and, and in what capacity if, if given the opportunity would would, would you want to uh work in that
3: you know once i tasted the the sporting side it's hard to not want to stay there because it's this competitive rush that you get that whatever you are doing throughout the week you're contributing even if it's a really tiny uh way to whatever uh, the outcome of the game is so it's it's amazing to be a part of uh, like the sporting side of a team where there are all the adrenaline and everything goes super super fast in in that 2 hour game and all these feeling and emotions so i would i would like to to stay in the sporting side i know it's it's hard there are very few spots in 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 the market but um that would be the idea but if not i would also like to to work uh towards the professionalization but also why not making Mexico world champion, Like, right? What do we need to do to make Mexico world champion in 2026? Like what do, we're going to host it, uh, at least a couple of games. If, if not, the others are going to be in the U.S. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Mexican fans. Uh, we're going to have an advantage. What do we need to do to really make that one our World Cup?
0: Okay, so you've been given that task, That, that, that that's the gig. Yeah, what, what, what is your eight-year plan? How does it happen?
3: Well, you can start from zero because a lot of the players that are going to play in that uh World Cup are probably already uh, uh starters in their team. Like, Linus should be the captain, right? He's 18. He will be, like, 26 by then. Uh Other players that are, like, 20, 20 21, 22, they already debuted and they're going to be, like, 29, 30. You need to to be uh pushing for the competitiveness for, for these under 17, under 20. You need to make sure that more Mexicans are put on the pitch. Um there's there's not a lot of incentives for teams to to stick with Mexicans when they can bring so many foreigners uh and they make side businesses with them or whatever that my my life to make Mexican
4: a priority for Liga MX team. So instead of fielding two Mexicans a game, you'd want to see them field like eight.
3: Yeah. Or right now wait, it's the 9-9 rule or the 10-9 yeah, so,
0: rule. Yeah, so exactly. So they could field, you know, they'd have two Mexicans on the field.
3: Yeah, you need to, like, I don't know if going back to the, to the rule where you could only have like five foreigners uh, at every one time, I don't know if going to that uh, because we need to understand this is a global world now and uh, all that thing. But we need to create incentives, and it's not gonna be easy. I'm not saying at all it's gonna be easy. But we need to create incentives for teams to to uh, prioritize Mexicans.
4: What kind of incentives would would,
0: would you uh, would you would you recommend?
3: I don't know. I was uh, I was thinking about this really crazy idea. Like say this this these uh thing, right? Where uh, maybe it's in the best interest of of the Mexican Federation that he goes plays in he goes and plays in Europe, right? And maybe America really doesn't want to ship him over there. They want to keep him forever in Mexico because he's going to be their image for the next ten years. So why not create some sort of sponsorship for teams that want to ship their I don't know like a FedEx sponsorship? You're shipping your players over there. I'm gonna give you some money over here. If it's if not not that team's gonna pay you, I'm gonna pay you. I don't know. That's a crazy idea, but there are other things that I'm sure that we that, that can be created.
0: Does uh? Does, does 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 the guy Mekis have a, a future in, in South America at all, or is or is that uh, is that is has that boat sunk?
3: I don't think it's sunk. Uh, I know that there's a lot of logistical issues with that. It's not the same to travel. I don't know, up to five hours in train for Champions League, than the ten or twelve that gets you from Mexico City to Buenos to Buenos Aires.
4: Now,
0: likely. now, Ron. Uh, well, I don't mean to interrupt, Michel. Ron, tell yeah. us again about that grueling trip that that, that America had in the in, 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 in the Copa Libertadores, where they had to go all the way to Morelia.
5: Oh, <laughs> no! It's uh, I think it was during the 2002 Copa Libertadores edition where they basically had to play like five games in in, in, and in like, an eight-day, like a- nine-span.
0: And and and, like, and four of them were in Mexico. Yeah, the grueling the grueling travel <laughs> <it> that, <was. laughs> that that Cucu, that that Guatemalica had in that. Cucu. But, but
5: hey, but, but playing five games in like a span of nine days, dude, that's it's it's tough, dude.
0: I, it, it is. Please. So so the travel is hard because at the, it, it's a 12, 13 hour trip, which which then makes what, what we can well at least uh, some of us on the show uh, me included a uh, our dream tournament like 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 a Pan American Champions League. Incredibly yeah. difficult in order in order to uh, to uh, play it out, just because of the fact that if, if Vancouver wins MLS and they have to go to Buenos Aires to play River Plate, you know that's uh, that that's a long trip.
2: Well, well it's
5: going to be harder. It's going to be harder now because if you think about it, before the Copa Libertadores took you know changed the format. You you had Copa Libertadores if not mistaken. From, yeah, they can
0: they can always change it back.
5: They had it from January to what was it to, to to May or whatever, and then you had Copa Sudamericana, basically you know the other half.
0: Yeah, but don't forget so, that they always took a break. They, they took so, a break so, in the Libertadores, so, it, they did the group stage and one, and then they
5: took right, a, right, right, right. But I but one. I was always I was always you know the one that thought that you know if the Liga MX had still the, the long season and they would just play the the, the Ligia, you know in, 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 in May whatever, in April, May, you could, you could do one of the South American tournaments and have that, you know, uh, fill in the, the dates in, in November, December. But, I mean, I honestly think the key for I, – I, I still think, you know, I still think that the key for, for, for Mexican, you know, at least the success of Mexican football is not in Europe. I still think it's in South America at the grassroots level start see, you know, I, I mean, I'd love to see them back in the Libertadores. I'd love to see them back in Copa Sudamericana. I'd love to see them back in Copa America, but, you know, sending their full squads. I thought those were great, great tournaments. I mean, that's when you really started to see more Mexican players leave, you know, Cuau Temo Blanco, Paco Palencia, and, and stuff like that, you know?
0: Could it happen, Michelle,
4: are they gonna are they going to play South American teams again? I really hope so, because point. There was a high-level competition uh,
3: despite the logistical issues. Uh, I think the main down with and make it happen, like what are we going to do to make Boca Juniors come back to Estadio Azteca or go to Estadio Akron or whatever. We need to make sure that our teams and the best teams in the continent are south of the border and not north of the border.
5: Do you think Conmebol is still mad at uh, CONCACAF, and more so at the United States for the whole FBI thing? Because I mean, a lot of those South American federations, I mean, they were cleaned out. You know, with when the FBI investigated. I mean, how, how many? Yeah. What well, was the total of like twenty-something executives from like Paraguay, you know, Argentina?
0: And and Ron, remind remind the audience which which country out of that did, did, has not and probably will not be indicted? It's just
5: Mexico which everybody thought that was hilarious because <laughs> everybody thought, well, I, I always told you man, I, I didn't think that there was any, any, any sort
0: of, you know, uh, well, I I, Mexico doesn't have a reason to cheat. In,
5: no, in, because they, they were in, the ones
0: in, getting in Conca screwed it from the beginning exactly. from
5: Jack Warner and they were the Chuck ones Laser. getting cheated. Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, everybody was reaching their hand in the cookie jar. And unfortunately it was our yeah. cookie jar. Yeah. Mexico was the cookie <laughs> jar.
0: And, uh, in, in CONCACAF.
5: It still is. What's it, it is. It's still, it's yeah, still, I mean, still Mex- is. Mexico has always been well, CONCACAF's moneymaker.
0: And it, well, lately and it's been be Mexican-Americans up. that are or the Mexicans that live in the U.S. or are, are the, uh, the the big money moneymakers for CONCACAF.
6: Hey, dudes, are you
0: off the air? Juan Uribe joins us from, uh, from California. Uh, Profe, we have, a, we have a director deportivo on with uh, Michelle Richaud. Hey, you're
4: you, you're, you're a your coach, Profe? You,
0: yeah, you need to... Uh, you, know, you need to get in his good graces so that when he when he goes when he goes looking for a coach, profe, you'll be on the list.
5: El profe Reyes, he has his pro- promoter Lara. Who's 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 your promoter, so, what
6: Which is the one that uh, Hugo Sanchez uses? That's my guy.
0: Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> Jose Was Sanz. So, Michelle, we have uh, Juan Uribe, who is a big uh, uh, Chivas fan, but in, in his in his uh, capacity as a coach went down to Pachuca and, uh, and, and w- w- with a player for a tryout, and uh, was there. Were you there for, for a week, uh, Profe? And, uh, uh, and, and and he was converted to a Pachuca fan, which is why we call him El, el Profe <laughs> I
6: wasn't converted. I was just blown away by their <laughs> facilities. I thought it was a, a good setup, good, good organization, uh, infrastructure-wise. I was impressed, I'll be honest. It,
0: it, it, is that the most impressive facility uh, uh, right now in uh, – in Mexico Michelle, or, or 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 do others uh, still
3: uh, rank a little higher sorry i lost i lost you a little can you repeat
0: uh, i was asking if, 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 if which which facility and 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 team and oh. club do you think in mexico is is the one that's the that's the best run and
4: has the and has the best facilities
3: uh, but i know yeah. uh, i i loved pachuca like the, the the whole stadium and what they have there is is amazing. Uh, Necaxa has amazing facilities. Um, I think those, those well, Monterrey, Monterrey has new facilities that are also super super nice. Really really nice.
0: Have you had a chance to watch a game at the at the new stadium?
3: At Monterrey, yes. Uh, S- summer summer stadium. or winter? It was. Almost a year ago, it was in September. It was a Copa MX against Pumas, actually, because we played the next, the following day, against Tigres. So we we, we went that that day. Oh, I think so, Monterey won 2-0.
4: So it wasn't blazing hot.
3: No, it was a night yeah. game, so it wasn't it wasn't super hot. Okay.
4: So is is it nice that the, the new the new Monterrey stadium is at
3: well, but I think that, that that's true, that they made it super hot so they can sell more beers. Marketing, <laughs> my man.
0: That, uh, hey, I, I never thought about that.
3: That's no, simple. I think it's true. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, got, I have a question. Um, and,
5: and this is, you know, since you've been on the administrative side of the club, um, yeah. I've always wondered, I've always wondered why the, like, for example, there's, a lot of the corporate a lot of the football teams now are, are are basically the equivalent of best corporations you know s a a they they, they seven right so they they should have you know uh like in the bolsa de bolsa de valores de mexico whatever or the sec the sec filings and stuff like that you're you're able to see basically a financial the financials of a company i've always i've always wanted yeah. cuz i've tried to look for it i've always tried to you know like Modelo and stuff like that. I've always tried to see the actual, you know, try to see the financials of, of a club. Why is it that, that you can't find them? Or where can you find them? Or or do they just not, you know?
3: No, uh, I, I don't think you're going to get the, the, the details.
5: Uh-huh.
3: Of, uh, I don't know if America in Televisa maybe, or back in the day Santos with Modelo. I I, but, you
5: know, I, I I tried looking I tried looking at Televisa. I tried looking at FEMSA. I tried looking at, you know, at the, at the, um,
0: they they not, weren't re, they weren't redacted where they were on they were just a big black line and the.
5: <laughs> no, they, it okay. wasn't like that. But okay. I've, I've I've just I've always wondered because it's like it seems like you know, in, in every major you know league in the world, you're able to find you know you're able to find the, the numbers of of a, of a club, and it seems like it's like yeah. why why is that still such a big secret in Mexico? I mean, we all know that they make money, or at least that's the impression.
3: Well, you know, not not all of them make money. I don't know. It's it's pretty secretive. Uh, before I left, like at the tech, we we started a, like an annual report, and I published it or not. Um, uh, but it's it is it is secretive, and I try to get a good way to learn how are they doing, where they can get their revenues from, what's the most important source of of, of revenue, or of where are they spending all this money uh but but it's not it's not easy to find because they simply don't make it public because they don't want to they want to uh, stay private i'm I'm just seeing my my Twitter feed right now, and apparently uh hacienda yeah. sat the one that checks out our our taxes is going to look into the Mexican federation for all these Veracruz things so that's well, interesting. I'm-
5: I've always, you know, it, it, there's a, you know, in, in, in construction and in facilities and stuff like that. There's always there's a saying that you can't, you, you can't manage what you can't measure, and it, it just, it, and it just seems that I've I always wondered is how good the books are w- within the federation and its club and stuff like that. Because, I mean, when 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 things like this with Veracruz happens, it, it just it just makes the entire league look, you know, like crap. You know,
6: and it and it's like you know,
3: like yes. you know, it's like colibris all over again, you know? You know and trust me that owners. They're these because they're tarnishing their image when because they're part of the league. And then but they that are scared because now SAT is going after them, they're gonna see their books, they're gonna see you, hey, you have two contracts, how come you have two contracts? That's not legal. So,
2: it's going to be uh, interesting for sure. You know, we, we've always said here that the Mexican clubs, they deal with three contracts. Okay. The, the one for the player, the one for the federation, and then third one for, uh, what is it, Hacienda? Ron?
5: Uh, yes, and, and I actually got that yeah. bit of that bit of info because I, I used to know a, a guy, Ulises uh, Lopez, if I'm not mistaken, he, I think his... uh. He, he used to work I, – I don't remember what capacity in, in León. Um, and he told me about, about, about the, the contracts because I had – I remember reading an article some years back in San mania and it was a, uh, a young Pumas player. Basically, he wanted to see his contract, and at the time, the, the, the Pumas uh, uh, front office denied him. because we're not going to give you your contract. And he – and I remember reading in that article – about the, you know, the two contracts. And so when I asked, you know, uh, Ulysses, he says, okay, man, I said, what is this? Does it, is this frequent? Does this happen? And he would actually explain to me, you know, in, in, in his experience, there were three contracts. There was the one for the player, the one for the, you know, the, the club, and then the one uh, that they would give, you know, uh, you know, well, it's not Uncle Sam. what's the equivalent of Uncle Sam, you know, the Hacienda, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you. So, I mean, did, did, did that happen also at, in Sacatebeck, you know, to your knowledge?
2: Sean is wondering where his third contract is at. <laughs> no, when, I don't know. Uh, this is what every player every
3: must The same thing. And one goes to the Federation, one goes
4: to the and one to the it's just like three track <clears throat>
0: I think you were uh, I think you were breaking up there Michel uh, I don't know if we got uh, oh yeah sorry about that
3: um, okay so they were asking about the two cars so it happened, or at least to my um every- has to sign like three copies of the contract. So
4: it's just just uh, just a matter of, you have to file them to, to different places.
3: Yeah. Okay. Actually, they, they to the federation, the federation stamps
4: them. And then they bring like and they keep one for their archives. Right. Michelle, I know we said that we'd
0: keep you for an hour, and we're 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 a little over. That uh, is, is there anything don't else that, that that you want to share with us uh, before we uh, before we? Uh, well, actually, I do want to have I have a very
4: uh, a Chilango question, if it's if you don't mind. Is, is Takama Charlie still up? Uh closed there. Yeah. They closed. Ah. Oh, yeah. That is that is. So what happened to all the canastas, man? That that is like heartbreaking. I want to check, out maybe just because
3: it's pretty close to my, to my place, but I don't go that often no. like, to that
4: area. I used to go to Takama Charity because I was a kid.
0: So, you know, not that, you know, they, they, they serve adult food because that's where we, we had our 23 union. I went to Green Gates, which was up in, uh, in San Mateo. And, uh, we had our 23 union like, I guess it was 10 years ago. And even though I, even though I left in the seventh grade, I still went to that reunion, but we, we ended up meeting at Tecama Charlie's for our, for our, our, our first thing. It was a lot of fun. and They still had all the baskets up there. Craft. So this, it's a restaurant in Tecama Mexico City that has, uh, thousands of baskets that are, that, that, that are, that are
4: stapled onto the, onto the ceiling. It was a, it was a really cool little, uh, display. But, uh, sorry to go off on a, on a, on a tangent there about, uh, the, Charles, uh, uh, gentlemen, do you guys have any other questions for uh, for Michel before we uh, before we turn him loose? Profit, now's your
0: chance, man. You can ask the director deportivo what what he looks for in a coach.
6: Oh, you know what? That that was going to be one, one of my questions. Hey, Michel, how's it going, man? Um, I'm a youth coach here in the U.S., but I'm just curious for... Uh, the guys that normally a club hires to to be a youth coach, what's what's the like, what's the experience or background, or, or what are you guys looking for uh, as far as your youth coaches?
3: They look for a dress code.
5: They want it to look like they're going to <laughs> out to a club. Real?
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, definitely for for the youth, you definitely have to have a. a uh, Developing player background, or it's not background. At least the spirit, you of those teams like the under any win, but it's not the most important thing. Uh, you need to to know your identity. That's the most important thing. Like the team knows their identity because how how you play, how you portray yourself as a team. Uh, to the media, like the the kind of team that you are needs to be portrayed in every single aspect of it. And you're developing players that are probably gonna go to your first team, and you need them to be playing the way the first team plays. And the first team plays in a certain way, no matter who's a coach. Uh, at least that's that's in my perspective. Like that's how no, no. Barcelona does it, and that's. Uh, if you're a youth, youth coach, you need to be a developer. Like you need to adapt I think that you that you there to develop players. Uh, uh, the under 20. So, so would
5: you for for if you were you know the the sporting director? Would you go for a la Puentista or a la
3: volpista? Um, I, I I'm more of a la, la volpista for my Atlante. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, oh, that's
5: right. That's right, um, John said that you were Atlantis. Yeah. 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 But, was, so but was, uh, tec- technically, you should be a Bucetechista because I mean, <laughs> actually is the one that built that team. Uh, yeah. You know, before La Volpe took over. <laughs> I I, th- La, La, uh, Bucetich, I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, he had those teams in, in, in the. Uh, who was it? Uh, Nessa? Uh, no, I, f- I forget the team, but he basically had the, a lot of those players in, in La Volpe, if I'm not mistaken. You know, are you,
0: crack, are, huh? you, are you, are you, are you trashing our guests team? No, no. All right. <laughs> Good My
5: spirit. No, but they did play very well My back in the day.
6: Yeah, I, got, I got another question for Michelle. Yeah. Hey, Michelle. Uh, and then how do you evaluate your youth coaches? Like, uh, let's say, you know, how do you make a decision to, to release a coach or, or, to keep them on, you know, renew his contract uh, as far as your youth coaches?
4: i
3: think you have to see the pros are your players uh really uh on in, in sync with what their the the first coach the first team wants cuz say you're in each of the first team and
4: uh you you, you got yeah i don't know the
3: uh for the yeah the left wing right you're not gonna send the best player to play left wing you're gonna play the left winger for from the twenty, and the 20 knows the basics, how how the team plays and you see the, those things being coached in the in the youth teams right so it's the little details because as I mentioned, it's not as important or at least in my point of view the results of if you're winning or losing. It's are you developing the kind of players that the team needs? So it would be, are are you developing players with the potential to be in my team? Yes or no. If you're not doing it right, then you're not supposed to be here.
4: Michelle, uh,
0: you said earlier that you, you, you see Mexico having a huge opportunity in the 2026 world cup because of the advantages that they have. So you, you have an eight year plan. Uh, you would have an eight year plan in place. Who is your eight-year plan guy? Who do you hire for your for your eight-year plan?
3: That's my coach. Yep. I don't know if it's as a, like right now. I don't know if it's as important for right for the coach to start right away. And to or for him to to follow the like the eight year I think it's important. But as I mentioned, I knows how the the team plays. Uh, but uh, if you want me to say one name, it's going to surprise you because uh, it's not out there. But I think the coach for me in the 2026 20, world will be Marcelo Michele. The uh,
0: current uh, Necaxa coach and the
3: ex-Zacatepec. I would bet a lot of money on that.
5: Try to try to change subjects, but you know, I, I, yeah. After your comment about you know sat, uh, you know looking into uh, or you know wanting to look into the Mexican club, I was just doing a little quick uh, Twitter search, and uh, David Vickers from ESPN said, ante el desdén del fútbol mexicano, el sat levanta la mano para investigar las anomalías de los clubes." And like clockwork, yeah. the responses are. Uh, El que levantó la mano fue el paladín sultán y el emperador de Morelos, Cuauhtémoc Negro. Levantó la mano, cerró su puño y te metió un santo vergaso en todos los (laughs) hicos. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry, man. I just, Those are hilarious. I still find those hilarious. like Two, three years after the fact, you know, I still read these things. Sorry about it.
0: So, so there you go. So you, you so Lanyon 2026, so if, 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 uh, if that's the case, who would you name then in 2022?
3: I don't know. I'm really having a hard time, that I'm really having a hard time knowing because I would, I, I would like Tuca, to be honest, uh, for right now as a bridge for 2026, uh, because in, in, in the Liga MX, I don't see I don't see right now who it would be I I don't know if Miguel Herrera is the guy. I don't I wouldn't like Almeida. Um so maybe I don't know. Juan Carlos Osorio came out of nowhere and I really like the guy. If they can find someone like that uh for the next four years and then bring another guy for like a continuing project, it's important that that whoever Leads a team for the 2026 World Cup knows how the team is being developed, uh, like everything about every player starting now.
0: So, would you want then your 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 coach for 2026 to be an assistant in in, in 2022? And then it just just. It's not. Take if them? not
3: an assistant. Someone that is working or is being informed. It's like. Really in sync with what's going on right now,
4: so they don't necessarily have to
0: be part of the process as long as long as they're up to speed with everything that's happening
4: yeah
3: okay
0: that's interesting well michelle we do uh, uh we we do appreciate uh, you 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 coming on and, and joining us here on our episode 150 it was uh, it was it was very informative and uh and and very entertaining so i I do want to thank you for 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 joining us and uh and of course you're welcome to come back anytime you want so we do uh do thank you, and uh, actually, I do have one last question if you don't mind before you go. I know that you said that that, that Cancun is not uh, hasn't really been a good fit with Atlante. Does Cancun have a whether Atlante is there or not? Does Cancun have a have a, have a, a viable future in, in Liga MX? Because it seems to me like that would be a city that lead, that Liga
4: Mekis would want to have a team in.
3: Well, there's a lot of money in Cancun. Uh, it's a uh... You need another stadium because there's a lot of hotels in
4: cancun too
3: yeah that stadium is not good it's a horrible stadium so so maybe you need something to attract uh the fans to go because if you want fans to go to to your to your stadium you need to attract them by offering quality things and right now what they're being offered is not quality um and there's there's a fan base, yes. Cancun has a lot of uh, a big population, and they are still, even though there's a lot of Americans, uh, spring break and whatever. Uh, there's a lot of Mexicans that enjoy soccer. Um, so so yeah, I think I think it, it has the potential to be good, but things need to to change drastically. Okay.
4: Because to me, I think that uh, uh, uh,
0: Cancun would be a perfect place to have, uh, you know, maybe a retractable roof stadium so that it's, you know, you can, then, you know, can be air conditions. So, I mean, to me, that would have been a perfect, uh, a perfect world cup city had Mexico, uh, gone that way. But, uh, because of the fact that it, it's a, it is a massive attraction, as you, uh, as you pointed out, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us uh, again uh, and good luck to to you and your future endeavors and, 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 and uh, i hope that, that that atlante can can make it back in the, in, into liga MX, uh uh you know, hope you know the hard way earning it on the field and uh and uh, we will uh
4: yeah well tell you we will
0: have you if if we don't have you back on before then we will have you back on uh, for you to celebrate uh, Atlante's, uh rebirth in, in Liga
3: MX. thank you I really, really enjoy this hour or so and um thank you for inviting me i will be back anytime you, you ask.
4: Well, thank you very so, much for
3: joining us. Thanks, thank
4: yeah.
3: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Well, that was uh, Michelle Richaud joining us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast, and we do thank him for coming on, joining us from Mexico City there in the uh, Camachalco neighborhood. Which it was very close to where I grew up. I grew up in Lomas Hipodromo, which was a literal like about a five minute drive to Tecamachalco. Uh, I if y'all are familiar, Next, yeah, Avenida de las Fuentes is probably the main drag. It's also very close to the Hipodromo and, uh, and the military base there in, uh, in Mexico City. Well, gentlemen, that was a very, uh, uh, a very good helping of, of, uh, you know kind of the behind the scenes look at at, at a Liga Mekis team and to me uh joel uh, ron the fact that Liga Mekis does not give uh teams that come up from ascenso that they don't they don't give them a purse you know a, a reward for coming up that is uh that's tough that makes it really tough for them to uh compete
2: yeah i w- i wonder how they w- work that out you know since i I'm pretty sure what the other other leagues has to do with with like TV, with TV contracts.
0: Well, yeah, the, what it is, I mean, they aggregate the TV contract. They, you know, they share the revenue there. So, yeah, I mean, like in the Premier League, they come up and they get just just this massive injection of cash, you know, in the tens of millions, dozen, you know, you know, forty fifty million, you know, to help to help them out. And you know, the way that he was describing his. uh his work there the in Sacatepec, I mean, know, I mean, imagine if, you know, and that's what I was wondering, if, if they do get that injection, if they go to first division, do they get that injection to kind of help? Because, you know, he can't, there's no way that a guy can do, I mean, it, it's, it, you know, it's it's a minor league team, and there's no way that a guy can do everything that's required of him in a, in, 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 in a major league capacity. It's just, it's, no. just, it's, it's it, just not possible.
2: You know, it's not surprising, because if you guys remember years back, I mean, a lot of times teams that will, they would win promotion. They would quickly sell uh, the franchise. Right. You know, and that was a big reason why. I, now, you know, it's because it's cause they were able to make a profit and then maintain their team, supposed to, like, going into first division, and then you would most likely just lose money and then be relegated. Do you That's, know, the
6: uh, consortium in... Uh... In Club de Cuervos, they, they did exactly that, right? They promoted <laughs> and they sold it off.
0: <laughs> now, now, profe, I thought that it was, uh, you know, I was thinking about this, profe. I don't think that we should call you profe Camberrace, and, and we should call you el, 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 the Long Beach Long Beach Westerhoff. guys.
6: <laughs> the Westerhoff? <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: Long uh, Beach Westerhoff.
6: Maybe. I'm pretty close. Yeah. I think I'm pretty close. Yeah. Are you, are, are you and Hans tight? Uh, I, I think I work with much younger age groups than, than he would um, probably even bother with. Um, but, yeah, I think so. I think it's pretty, uh, you know, do a pretty good job there. Pretty confident of my work.
0: Yeah, I like. I, good for you, Prof. You should be, man. Yeah, do you? you uh... I
6: mean, it, it's frust- it can be tough, you know. It's, it's frustrating, and uh, um, I, I was. Oh tell- man. I, I was going to tell M- M- Michelle one of the differences is you know over here the the customers the the parents so um, usually the the less informed parents are actually uh, are the ones that watch uh, more soccer, which so it can be interesting because they you, actually- you
2: know. You know, now I just now it came to me it, and and I had a question I wanted to ask him, but I I couldn't remember, and it was um it was like you know like La Tiendita de Cardoso, man, like what's up with that?
0: You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually you know other other than a couple of 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 Yera questions, I I am really surprised that 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 didn't devolve into a a just a complete you no know, Chivas meltdown. No, helped. I. Did the, no, I, no, Did that? Did that bother you, the tiendita? No.
2: <laughs>
5: dude. Because because and here's the thing. You, when when you, they when where? they when they interviewed Amaury Vergara, yeah.
2: know,
5: and, they, and they brought that up, even Falcison, even Felipe said, "Hey, Jose Ramon, we did that 20 years," and 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 and, and he's and it's right because I remember in, in, in the V and stuff like that, they used to have all these these products and stuff like that.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's so, uh, yeah, I mean, not only that, but I mean, look at the wall behind them. The wall behind them are plastered with logos. I mean, the whole, the whole thing is one big gigantic advertisement. I mean, whether, whether the product is real or not. I mean, let's not forget that you couldn't interview a guy, uh, after a game without, you know, four scantily clad Ladies standing behind them with the word that got there printed there you know on, on the tops of their. Of, of, I would their prefer that,
2: John. Places. I would yeah. rather live in that world. But, but, <laughs> me,
0: too. But, but the, <laughs> me too. But the, but the thing is,
5: they, I mean, you're talking about guys, you know, you know, where they used to have what is it that those little Japanese Asian uh, little puppets and stuff like that. I mean, it's like I, I don't understand the criticism of, of of why you know why they criticize you think- for.
2: No, no, yeah, because cause it's done with other teams, and some of the other pictures started resurfacing. So it was just that it went viral. But I just think the way they, they set it up, and, and they just they kind of just bunched everything, you know, it was probably last minute. They just threw everything right in front of him. Yeah, they did They, they had four he,
0: products, it, and they just they did
1: it.
2: In granola, this guy had a <laughs>
1: – It don't matter, dude. This, this, this yogurt, is how pitiful.
2: granola, sodas, water.
1: This, it looked, it uh, this like is how moment. pitiful it is, though. You look this at the
0: self-conscious stoner buying his munchy food.
1: <laughs> this anyway. is how pitiful uh, this was, though. They they uh, put that stuff out, and then Amari goes on to on to Picante, and uh and they even told them they said, well, you, you could have just put out some uh, pantalla's up there with the with the with the logos going back, going forward, and, and stuff like that. And what did they do the next day? Exactly that. So they were so out of touch. They didn't even they they probably if nobody would have criticized and it would have turned into memes and all this stuff, they would have probably just kept on doing it.
0: I'll tell you what, on,
1: uh, Picante gave them the idea.
0: Maybe uh, maybe they did it on purpose to kind of take the take the edge off.
2: No, the, but, but that that you, with stuff like that, I I don't think it's the club because you have like uh, representatives. So so if I'm sponsoring. Someone, no, you know, they, they, they send people to, to set up the display to make sure that everything looks right. So, someone probably from the, you know, in charge with the whole sponsorship stuff.
0: Trust me. They, they just. It's, 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 the, I'm, I'm you, Howard, it's the club. I'm telling you, Hoyle, it's the club.
2: They just sent some intern. They, they sent some intern. And...
1: Look, at, look at the precedent, though. <laughs> look at look what happened in the past. Look at Shiva's TV and the modem, that we, the modem stuff that we make. That's the exact same thing. And then just recently. <laughs> uh, who, who, did it? who did who? Who's coming out with streaming, and they're going through Facebook. So that, that's and we even talked about it. The way to do streaming is not the way Chivas did. it. They did it totally wrong. The way to do streaming is whoever I think it's La Liga or somebody in the U.S. is doing streaming through Facebook. Well, no,
0: it's uh, it's the Champions League. They're gonna be the cha- uh, yeah, the Champions League. They're gonna have you know because not all the games are gonna be you know Univision only has one channel like well, the, and, and Juventus. all the and and well they're gonna be on ESPN. Uh, ESPN got the uh, the rights to serie Ah uh, so so uh no, but I heard you went hey, to Luke uh,
2: stream uh, I believe get on to Facebook. He's trying to
6: get
2: in What's he's that? On that.
6: Daniel Preciado.
0: Daniel Preciado is he, trying to, is he on? Did he join us? Daniel Preciado joined us. That was weird. Did you did you did you just come on Daniel or were you been trying like for an hour?
7: Um, I hopped on for like a split second for a couple minutes and then I had to drop off and now I'm back.
0: Well, we are, uh, well, we have, uh, a, a, as, as full of panels as we've had in a long time. We just got missing, uh... It's, is it
2: as full as Cardoso?
0: Raton. Cardoso yeah, press yeah, Exactly. If, if, if Cardoso's press conference <laughs> was going on right now, all six of us would be, would, 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 would be, would, our, our bobbleheads would be, would be right in front of him. And of course we'd have to go in order of, uh... Of, of 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 good looks so you know Ron would have to be first because I mean you know as, as far as we know Ron could be Cristiano Ronaldo you know we, I mean the name Ronaldo is in his name and there's also a you know so who knows <laughs> see yeah I don't um, know
7: Call, uh, I might be I, I'm a little skeptical
0: are you I think you're so, the best have...
7: looking out of, out of the bunch John
0: oh stop it so uh you're probably right no I'm just kidding uh Dan uh we didn't get a chance to talk to you uh or or anybody to talk about this last week with uh the uh the Mexican standoff in the in the Torreon uh, locker room there in Santos between uh Ciboldi and uh and Alcoba, who apparently was uh just a terrible influence in the uh, in the UNAM locker room which is why they they shipped them off. Uh, I, I don't remember the full details of, of what happened, but, uh, in your estimation, Dan, it's, uh, it was, uh, it, it was, it, it was tough sledding for Santos. They have to go through that. And, and Dan, tell me then, tell me then what happened after that tumultuous week.
7: Well, uh, I mean, I don't really know exactly what happened. Obviously they got into a fight. Um, and I guess they decided to, that the coach needed to leave. I guess uh, I obviously I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what 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 was said to 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 lead it to that
2: direction. I think was he the, took, to be he a took plan the along? captain's arm band from him, and and then that he <laughs> he complained to Siboldi, and Siboldi said, "You know what? It was the directiva." And then the player went to the directiva and said, "We didn't say anything."
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I I heard the story, but I, I guess my whole thing just I don't know, it just seems odd. Uh, but you know, whatever. Like it, 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 it's disappointing because he, I thought he was really good. Um, this is gonna, I don't know. I guess at this point, I'm, I'm just hoping that the the team's able to to plug somebody in and and just keep the keep the keep the ball rolling. Which so far, so so far so good actually. Locker room
0: locker room torn to pieces dan torn to pieces with, with with this interim coach comes in tough tough road trip ahead of them where where it it, I mean, it, it could all crater at you know at, at, at you know playing at a at a, oh. an hour where we're on national national television and in, in two countries the entire world is watching dan what what happened are you talking about uh, <laughs>
7: Oh, well you know oh, a lot of a lot of people uh, were just assuming for, i don't know it's weird you know i guess this is a sign of, of the type of a team that that i'm a fan of you know the team gets so little attention that even after they've won a championship they're still automatically assumed underdogs in most of their in most of their matches i heard a lot of uh, Chivistas just assuming that they were going to be riding the ship you know this is a a winnable game somebody somebody
0: i believe wrote. they called i believe the term Gordiwapa was, was thrown around.
7: Yeah. I mean, could you imagine that? <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Is that I, you, I, Joel? I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I
2: said slump butt. buster. <laughs> you I know, have, have. I have, I have,
0: I have some, some, some sound from that. Let me see. Oh, hang, oh, let me, oh, no, no. There's. Let me see if I can find it, Joel. Um, give me. Did I hit the wrong that, button? I'd rather not. Are you sure here, here we go? El America is una mierda. I did it again, Joel. I keep hitting the wrong button. I keep hitting the
4: wrong button.
2: <laughs> no, you you know what, just just to, to answer Dan We we have to keep keep in mind that that um Santos sold off pretty much their key players. Tijanini, they sold off their two top defenders, which was Izquierdos and, and Nestor. So I mean they they were a team that kinda of almost cleaned house. And then losing the coach, you would think they would be a bit shaken up. So, I mean, if it was the time to beat them, it would have been then. But, I mean, it it is the zombie life. Team hasn't won there since October. I'm terrified (laughs) of you. Accepting Copa. Accepting Copa,
1: Max.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but they haven't won a league. A league game, I should say. You know, this is... Copa, Huh?
0: This is another one of of of, of Fernando's. Uh, of, it, it, it's like the, it's like the the Fernando curse. You know, the, he cursed Giovanni by 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 saying what he said. He, he has he has cursed Chivas by saying that they're going to win the Copa and make his it's It's like it's like it's like one of the one of one of the the the, the truths. The Fernando's truths is is coming to be. They're going to be terrible in the league, but man, they're going to. They're going to win a boatload of, of, of Copa Amequis trophies. Vamos a Ginerva, Joel, to celebrate the Copa
1: Amequis.
2: Oh, no, I don't they're, see they're, the fans celebrating anymore.
1: They're going for it a little early, too. They're, uh, it seems like even at the beginning of the season, they've given up on the, the league, and they're going for the Copa. <laughs> but,
2: nah, that's not it. But, you know, I don't want to stray, stray from Santos' talk. I feel like there's something going on. Where it's like I, I didn't see the players try to get the coach back. You know how it usually happens.
4: They come out in favor of them.
2: Yeah, or, or back them up, or, or you know, make. And I didn't, I didn't see anything on I, on that. I seriously, I seriously doubt that.
7: Um, that the players, at least the important, I guess, uh, leaders of the team, wouldn't have been consulted on some level as to, hey, what, what do you guys think? What went down? I would like to think that they were consulted, and, and ultimately the team decided that that maybe the coach should go.
2: Man, that's I,
5: pretty brutal. I, I was just shocked that it was you know Uruguay-o, contra Uruguayo, man, because I remember that's you know when they won it last you know last season, there was what about between the coach and there was what four or four year one players. You would think that they would stick together, man. You know,
0: Ron, what what would you what would you pay more to see?
5: Charrua contra Charrua or Chiva contra Chiva. Chiva contra Chiva. <laughs> Chiva. 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 But I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know I mean I didn't I didn't know that that, that was the reason Alcoba left Pumas because he was a uh
0: that, yeah, that, that was a that was apparently what had happened I mean of course this comes out after after this happens, which makes you wonder why you know if that's the case, then why did the coach leave and not the player
2: and and the other thing was they were saying is that Civaldi didn't even request him
5: uh, you know what it's like i I've, you know every time there's always been an altercation between a player and a coach it's usually the player that you know gets separated and right this to me this just to me was odd completely odd
2: well it, i mean the the guy running but, santos well, um, I forget his name
5: yeah uh, the dude with the uh, cowboy hard hat. Yeah. Saga. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Iñarcori.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, I, I think he is he is like Guiguera in many ways. He just knows how to how to like carry himself better.
5: I I I think I think Ciboldi, you know, there there's a there's a comment that for example, you know, Juan Carlos Osorio said, you know, that you know, he would leave the team. You know, under three circumstances, if he no longer had the respect of his players, if the players did not, you know, I, I forget, there was three things, but it was basically, you know, the gist of it was that. I think that's probably why Saboldi left is because, you know what? I know, that, but it makes it weird right after you won the league title. You, you know what? You know, it, it's like, you know, like Osorio said, yo me hago respetar. I mean, it, it probably is one of those things with Cevoldi. It's like, you know what? You know, this is the shit that's going to happen right now within the club. I'm out. And, and, well the whole and staff, could... the
0: whole staff left too. I mean it wasn't just him. I mean there was the, it was him and his, and yeah, his so, so so maybe... he,
1: he says he says in his statement that uh, he was a por traicion mentira yeah. and going against his uh code of uh, of ethics yeah. so i think I think he was doing his job, and he and he took the the capitan from the dude he he benched him. Which was part of his job. That's his That's his responsibility. That's priority. That's his priority. And, I th- and I think he got pushback from that. I okay. might have cried and he got pushback. He didn't get the support that he wanted. That's that's how I'm reading it. And he didn't like that and he was like, okay, I'm out. From what so his so, statement so, says. So, so,
5: so, so you're saying that he took the basketball away and said that,
0: No. Well, I mean, it's it seems to me, yeah, it's like, I'm going home. You guys can't play anymore. Is uh, <laughs> Is the... You know, the, the story they said where he, he was – he took the captain's armband away. And then the guy – then, and then he said, well, you know, the, the directiva is making me do it. So the guy asked the directiva. It seems to me like uh, – like you said, Joel, uh, you know, this is an Uruguayan. I don't think an Uruguayan coach would would, 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 ever, would ever take that position when it comes to, you know, as, as a coach and how he deals. I'm sure he's like, hey, it's my team. I decided, you know, I don't think that he would ever say, oh, the front office is making me do it. Yeah, exactly. You know. And yeah, so it's, uh, it, it just seems like the whole thing is, uh, it, it's, as Dan said, you know, you know, this guy's a good coach. I don't know if this is something that, you know, that has tainted him, but, but it, but it seems like, uh, you know, in his statement, you know, obviously there was, there was, uh, some form of trust was violated big time with him and someone, whether it's a player or, or, a or, uh, or a front office person or whatever it is. I
2: would and, say and, and, in, in, in your. Iraragori. Iraragori. Uh, and you don't even even see how how Chepo and and um and um them Galindo left. They left almost similar circumstances. Yeah, so but they, they, they didn't they didn't
0: pounding some guy in the locker room. Well,
2: no, but it bad. wasn't it wasn't like anything like like even what happened with Civoldi, it wasn't that big of a deal to say, you know. To, to I don't just know quit. about
7: that. I mean, let's just assume that the story is true. That's extremely unethical of a coach. the coach.
0: What's unethical of the coach?
7: If a player is upset with you and because you're not playing him, why are you going to bullshit him and say that 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 your bosses told him to do it when it was your decision?
1: No, I think that's a lie, though. Like,
0: yeah, so but that's, that's that's why Dan said. I assume that that that, that, that that's assuming
7: true. that's true, then yeah, I mean, okay. I, I think that's just. It's,
4: it's if that's push-wave. true, then
7: then I, I could see why they would maybe like say, yeah, yeah, I think you should leave, dude. Like, I mean, or or resign if you like, please resign because it's kind of BS. Like, you know, you're you're, you're causing um, issues, and you're basically saying you're putting it on us. If it's if you don't like the player, don't play it.
1: And they they know Santos has got rid of the players, so so losing a head coach isn't really going to damage much in their current state. So it's not really like a
0: you know. And then and then, and then the funny thing is, like, you know, again, is that after all this happens, the team goes out and, and 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 gets a win. And they even mentioned on the on the broadcast that that Santos hasn't hasn't lost in Guadalajara since 2012. So Santos has won more games. Oh, in in, 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 in Guadalajara. <laughs> That's messed up. And then oh, has a longer that. win streak in Guadalajara than Guadalajara does. Home
2: he, away from home. They should share that with Pumas, Tom, because Pumas hasn't won in, in Guadalajara. Oh,
0: it's 1982. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's been a long time. They did, they did and, recently beat Atlas, though, because they had a record yeah. going.
0: And that one and, was like, like just... back to 2006 that they hadn't beaten Atlas. And that's embarrassing to not beat Atlas you know, anywhere. I much mean, like, Guadalajara. <laughs>
2: Well, but, uh, they might break the streak, John, if they get to play this season.
0: Yeah, Pumas, you know, for, for for a month has been, has been in first place. They've been the leaders in first place for a month. And Cruz Azul has been right. Oh, uh, yes. Right. In fact, in fact the, the league right now, the top, the top three teams are, are Pumas from Mexico City, Cruz Azul from Mexico City, and Estad- and then, of course, Club America from Mexico City, where there are stadiums. Of course, Cruz Azul is now playing at the right. Azteca, which, oh, my God. Are, and, are and you five
2: know what? Yeah, we said, and the Caxa and Atlantis should still be in Mexico City, and I guarantee you, they could host two more clubs, two other clubs. Oh, in dude, they City can have can they can
0: have five more clubs in Mexico City without any problem at all. I mean, these three clubs are in are are in the, the, the again their stadiums are, are and the, and this is even with Yasul, we're no less than five miles apart.
2: Well, you, you know, and and I think where where they messed up, like in Mexico by not like like not making it more you know like like the rivalries could be by suburbs, you know? Sure. Or or I d I don't know what's call it called by sections. Colonies. The yeah, there you go. And and I just not pushing that. I, I think that just they missed out on that. Well I mean,
0: you know, you know, think of think of the northern part of the city with, 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 with Tacuba and Satellite and uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Indios Verdes, and I mean, there, there is, n- there is nothing. There, there are not. There's no- and there's, you know, easily 15 million people up there. So if, if they want to go see a game, they got to drive, you know, 45 minutes to an hour down south. Hopefully, those yeah.
5: Bur- hopefully those Burros Blancos get promoted. And then get a <laughs> yeah,
0: but car. but 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 they're but they're in the south too. No, they? they're they're up north. They're up north. Are they?
5: Yeah, because UNAM is down south. I'm thinking, yeah. Uh, Polytechnic up, up north, and, uh, it, and I remember that because my dad, but uh, that's an alum from there.
2: Yeah, that, that's where I agree with Ron. With, I remember Ron talking about this way back, way, way back. Yeah, in I fact,
5: in this, f- yeah, in, in the book, and this is a book written, if I'm not mistaken, in 1955, which I have. It's called El a, a, a Fútbol Mexicano, Llanos Hoven from Carlos, I forget his name, uh, and, he t- and, and he talks about Pumas uh, and Pumas Politecnico and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's like I, I wish, you know, tec- you know Politecnico is now in the third division, and I actually follow them on Twitter and stuff like that. I'm, I'm hoping, I really do hope that they, uh, that they can get into the, the first division in the next 10 years or so.
2: No, but, but you, you would talk about on how, how when the FMF was restructured and how the amateur sector was completely cut off,
0: no,
5: yeah, yeah, you know they, they used
2: to control the majority. Yeah, they, but, they
5: had seventy. They had seventy percent of the votes, and then next thing you know, the first division owners yeah. said bullshit. And,
0: yeah, but you know, also and also remember that the amateurs are uh, the ones that had all the money, because it was. I mean, you know, I, no, I was they, they, they didn't have to the money. The they,
5: had, they didn't have the money. They had the control. They had the control. <clears throat> they had to the control, of, had the, control of the federation,
6: and right.
5: and as last, you know, uh, and they were desperate because they knew that they were going to lose power, and they tried to even go to FIFA and. Fifa just you know they they were gonna they didn't say anything they were just gonna wait for the winner of
2: the battle, but but and you know like but but losing that losing that, that whole amateur sector where it's like they're you know like not not um how do you say impulsando the yeah. sport and and like even like at the high school and collegiate level and and to get like because cause you know how it could be even with like high school teams. You have rivalry with the school from across, you know, then the high school just down over in ASS kids. To, there's already like a rivalry there, and, and it's it's something you see like a lot in Argentina. With, with you see a lot of these clubs that they're not that far from each other, and there's like just big rivalries, you know. You know yeah. what
5: i i I wouldn't want I wouldn't want it back the way they had it before, where the amateur sector had more power. Because I I I'm a strong firm. Oh yeah. That. When when you have your money, when you have you know skin in the game, it means a little bit more to you to do things right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and uh, I think even though sometimes they mess up, I, I think that you know with the club owners having more of the control, I, I think I think it, I think it's better. I'm not saying that it's the, the the ideal solution or the ideal way, but
2: I'd rather take what we have now than what we had before. No, I, I agree with you, Ron. I'm just saying they should of abandoned it completely. Like, they should have still invested some money, at least, especially if the government's not doing it. Just, you know, building parks and and, and putting up fields and stuff like that. No, I I think you're right. In fact, you know, uh,
5: I mean, I think they tried for a while. I mean, they had that Liga Universitaria sponsored by the Federation. But I just just think – I also think it's a a matter of the press. I mean, they they don't – I've always, you know – They've spent years knocking that the, the the second division. They've always referred to it, you know, as El infierno, no? The, the Calvario, going down to you know to the to the to the to a crap league. So I mean, I, I just think that the press has never really been able to market it, and, and, and it hurts them because I mean, if they weren't able to market it, it would mean it would mean more jobs for them as well, you know. So I don't know. I just yeah. wish that they, they would market it better.
0: So here are the, uh, the names of the, uh, of the first, uh, the first Liga, Liga Mexicana. It was America,
5: mm-hmm.
0: Centro Unión.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the same team. That's, that's the same team. America, Centro Unión.
0: Yeah. Uh, Amical Frances, Asturias, mm-hmm. British club, Deportivo Español, Deportivo Internacional, España, España Veracruz, Germania. And then you have, uh, uh Junior Tigres. That's, that's
5: from Veracruz.
0: Mexico Cricket Club, San Pedro Golf Club, Mexico Country Club, El Club de Golf, Mexico, Club Mexico, Morelos, Orizaba, Pachuca, Popo Park, or Popo so, Park.
5: Know, the Popo, it was the Popo Packaging Company.
0: Not, 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 not the Popo that's knocking on my door? No,
5: no not that
0: one. <laughs> Puebla Reforma, which I've been to the Reforma Club. That was, that's also. Awesome. By the way, it's at La is where uh, the poli is. Yeah. Uh Rovers, uh, which is just east of Saterite and, and uh uh Tran Those were be, like, uh, uh,
5: eventually became the Caxa.
0: Yes it did. You're exactly and, and then the Reforma Club actually was the, they were the ones that won the most titles back then. They and they were uh which was uh which I, which I found fascinating because that's like you know of all the crazy super duper exclusive clubs that was the only one I because I, I had a buddy that, that, that belonged. So like once every six months I'd get to go. To the they had great parfaits. Yeah, I, I do remember that to the to the reformer club.
6: They, they,
5: uh, club España still actually exists.
0: Uh, yeah, so and, does club, they, club, club Club Mexico too.
5: Yeah, I mean there's about there's about four or five of them that tech, that they're the clubs still exist in Mexico City, but they just you know they're they're actual social clubs. Yeah.
0: And, you know, this was something that Tom brought up when he was on the show, uh, when we were previewing England for the World Cup, where he was saying that he, you know, to him, you know, where, where, uh, you know, cities all over England have, you know, 10, 11, 12 clubs, you know, even, even the smaller cities have four or five. He said the fact that Mexico City only has three and then the fact that they're so close together is just, it just, it, it, it boggles his mind. He says it just, it just completely doesn't make sense. So I, I would, I personally would also like to see, uh, you know, I think a team in, in Satellite or the north part of the city, uh, if they were going to uh, would be a would be a huge rival rival there would be a huge rivalry game with with América if they did that, if, they, if they did a North versus South in in, uh, in Mexico City.
2: Yeah, you know what, John, I agree, but, but I still feel that they they need at least this is where Copa MX could be used, you know, or other similar tournaments to to uh, to push these rivalries. Because because even uh, even even back when uh you had like tecos you know tecos and, and it, it just didn't seem like much of a rivalry when, when they would play atlas or chivas but but you know, you know and I, I, and then there's
5: there's there's one thing that's one thing that you know that that Tom and, 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 and you know kind of has overlooked because right now I mean we can look at a, a Google Maps of Mexico City and, and and think there should be you know Ten clubs there and and, uh, and and yeah, I mean there should be, but if you look like and, and this goes you know I mean you can take pictures of the nineteen sixties and like for example, when you know when Azteca was built, look at those old pictures, and there's nothing around there, so it's not like those neighborhoods existed you know fifty years ago, you know um, so it's it's I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that Mexico City was ever, like, because a lot of these, you know, a lot of these towns and, and, and it's just started to pop up, like, after the 60s. So, I think that, I think that for Mexico City, I think, you know, five to seven teams probably should be the limit. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if, you know, it'll ever get to that point. I hope that, like I said, I hope that you know Polytechnical, you know comes
0: through. That would be really cool. That would be nice. Uh, that would be. Uh, it would be good to have them. Yeah. So the former club uh, won, won six of the uh, uh, of the early titles. They won six in, in six years, which uh, I, I did find. Uh,
5: you know which uh, you know which team uh, broke the foreign stranglehold? No, I do not. Back in the what is it, in the twenty, twenty, what was it, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six years? I think that was like 1923, 1924. And that's eventually the team. That's eventually the team that went to the uh the nineteen twenty eight uh Olympics <laughs> and the World Cup.
0: What team was that?
5: America. You know, back when you know before, you know, Chivas was uh you know, patting and patting themselves on the back about Puro Mexicano, it was all America. <laughs>
4: I'm just
3: K- saying uh to Madre El America. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that was before Televisa though. Uh, what's that? Back in the twenties, that was before Televisa, right? So I mean wasn't it in wasn't it like a Jesuit school? Uh it was a group of it was a group of you know students and stuff like that. Was
0: uh, it Quebec? Because Comberes is a big Jesuit school in uh, in New Mexico City. Yeah,
5: that. Uh, they, they were they were from the Santa, Santa Maria de la Rivera neighborhood. Uh, I, I don't I don't remember the name of the, of the school. So, but it was, was like... that
2: actually? Yeah, because America was was two two clubs that became one, so they could actually be a uh, they well, could actually they... be called United.
5: Yeah, that's, and that's why they were for a while Centro Unión. You know, they, uh, they started oh off yeah,
2: Unión United, yeah, yeah.
5: So, so they were America, and then they changed to to Satru Unión, and but
2: then they went back
5: to America. It's
0: a good, a good marketing decision there. Well, not anymore. It's, I mean, it's, 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 hard, right it's hard to say, to say Centro Unión. Just you know, just it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know, you know, try, 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 try and, and replace it.
2: America.
0: Just it doesn't work.
2: Yeah.
0: It doesn't work.
4: Yeah.
0: It not work. So anyway, so, so we have three teams, Chilango teams, uh, at the top of the table. And then Santos is, is right there. So, so it, 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 it's Chilangos and, 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 and Torreon. And down at the bottom, Pachuca. And, and Chivas. And, and Chivas and, uh, and Chaflas. Chivas and Chaflas.
2: Chaflas and money back then, John.
0: No, no I'm talking about right now. Talking about in the Liga MX Clausura Oh,
2: yeah. oh we're, we're, we're back to
5: current times.
0: Yeah, yeah.
5: Okay. Now, now Hey, John, John. Look at the old tables, and you'll see that Pachuca was also a part of those. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They, they, they were, they were, they were mentioning that. Uh, yeah, they were, yeah. they were there. They, they've been around, around since 1910 or whatever. Yeah. And
5: this is, and this is why I keep telling uh, Jose. And this, and like you know, he, you know, when they say that América doesn't have, that in reality, they don't have 12 titles. They have, you know, what is it, 16, 17? It's because <laughs> technically, it was not just a Mexico City league. You had teams from other cities, Pachuca, you know, uh, Veracruz. It's
2: so still fun. amateur, though, uh, Ron. Yeah, it's but, still amateur. <laughs> but Oh, by the way,
5: speaking of which, <laughs> with with uh, with a uh, with uh, the World Cup, you know, coming to Mexico, and obviously, uh, and even for the one and two in Qatar, they're gonna obviously the leagues are gonna have to you know have a different format. Are you gonna be okay with that pro Twenty Two uh, uh, season?
2: Oh man. The, 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 it depends what? how they do it, Ron. It, more, it depends more, how
0: they do it. More importantly, more importantly, Joy. More importantly. So, like, if Chivas, Chivas, wins, if the Pro Chivas wins the Prole 22, are you going to put an asterisk?
2: I would, man. I, I mean, it depends because that that one probably was like eight games total. That's it. So, they just played like eight games. And how are you, how you going to claim a league temperature Would you. You didn't okay,
0: even okay. play each team from the league. You just played eight games. All right, uh, so um, we're going. You know how we how we play the uh, the uh, the uh, M uh, the, the the MKF game. So I'm going to ask you if, uh, given the choice between uh, between a Prode, a Copa Mequis, and I guess a concachampions, Champions, we'll throw that in there. How uh, how would you how 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 would you rate them? Would you rate them like like what your would this would this Man, I keep hitting the wrong button. Chinga. Here, Here
3: we go. So we have that. We have that one, right? And then we have. And then,
0: and then, of course, we have the.
2: Yes. Uh...
0: So. So.
2: Okay. Uh-huh. gets Okay. Uh huh. Copa MX gets gets uh manuf Nat King Cole.
0: Nat King Cole. And
2: then so that, so uh,
0: okay. the Prode the Prode would go to, to the king. So
2: the, uh, so, the, so the so the
0: Prode the Prode is, is in your mind the, the least
2: If it's eight games yes guys. You're playing just four or five games that's that's not even, shouldn't even be called the league title. <laughs> well, it's let's think about this.
0: So, so If they start it in July and then, they, and then they, all they have to do is not play Ligia and it's done. And they're going to just have a, a 17 game season. And yeah, uh, that, that would be a very satisfying a uh, uh, tournament win for somebody. Yeah. Or, or at the very least, yeah. let the top two, let the top two play.
2: Well, but see, that's, that's the thing with Prode and, and Ron laughs because he knows this. He, it was meant to be like, a, it, was, it was given like a cup format. So it was, it was kind of seen as a cup tournament, and then later they said, "Well, it counts as a league title." That's that's where my criticism comes from. It's like,
0: like oh, so it was, it so it was added. It was added after the fact.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty much.
0: That's that's honestly, much, but, I think that, that 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 is a little. Uh, that is a little. That is some weak tea, sir. That is weak tea. Wait for me. Yeah, it's it, it's it's just a matter of semantics.
2: Well, I mean, league, league. You, you would think if you are a league champion, you played every team from that league.
0: Well, it, it, it doesn't always once. work that, it doesn't always work that way.
2: Yeah, but but I guess like all the teams did compete. So I mean, you could you could argue you're a point, you know. But but for me, I would like to see my team play everything to be better than every team. not just than the group you were given.
5: So what you're saying is that you would like to see Mexico play woke up Wildflower starting from the first stages of the World Cup? No, w- no, that's fun.
2: That's, <laughs> no, 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 not <laughs> oh, Okay, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, okay. okay. okay League, just league. you and Kazmier and me even, you and I don't like Lee, I, I never really liked it. It's exciting, yes, I'm not denying it. But I would prefer to not have it. I would rather just have, even if you're gonna have a short season, just have it by point. and then you could just have Copa. You know, you could have like the different Copa MX, and you could even have another Copa if you wanted. To.
0: And Chivas, the, the Copa MX Campeonísimo, is being built, <laughs> being built as we, as we speak, uh, as we speak. Uh-
5: so who, who do you see taking the title this this year then?
0: You know, I never got to make uh, any kind of uh, you know. I've been sticking with Cruz Azul for the past couple of years, and uh, and I do think that they have a they have a chance. But uh, it's going to be. Uh, I, I always think that the Apertura is a lot more exciting than the Clausura, just because the teams are a little fresher. So I don't know. I'm I'm going to stick with with Cruz Azul for the for the third tournament in the row. Uh,
5: you know what? The, you know the fact that América is generating a lot of goals right now. It, it's like, mm, I mean, if they can keep it up, you know, into week ten, you know, at least the way they're generating plays, it's like maybe, maybe, you know, I, I'll I'll call it. You know, because I mean, they're 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 really starting to generate a lot of goals. Okay. You know, goal, goal
0: opportunities. Your uh, the hairs in the back of your neck are, are 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 thinking about maybe considering the possibility that maybe in a couple of weeks we might start standing up.
5: Uh, yeah. Normally, I, so, I say it's too early too early to tell right now, but it's just I mean the fact that they're just generating goal after goal yeah. opportunity
0: so in, in, in are, are your, and so are you league. Are your eyebrows fully raised or are they just three quarters raised? With, three quarters the, right three, now. Okay, so. Three quarters. Okay. I
5: mean, I, 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 I will say this. I, I think that they're, that they should be a shoe in at least for the semifinals like I did last, last, uh, last tournament. Um, just making sure that, you know, players are healthy and, cause I mean, last year there was a hospital and, and even to a certain degree this year we've had, you know, already a couple of injuries, uh, I mean, I you know, I think Manasseh is still, you know, uh, the French uh, the Frenchman, I think he's still uh, uh, still injured, and I know that there yeah, was another player. Yeah, he's been
0: player. injured twice. He's, uh, he had a broken collarbone last season, and, and yeah. this injury this season, he has bad luck.
5: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he's, and he's been a
0: good player when he's played. That, 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 that's been the unfortunate part.
5: Yeah, and I think, I forget
0: the other player. I mean, uh, there was
5: another player that got injured in spring training. Uh, fuck, fuck, forget his name. Um, but... If they if they can remain healthy, uh, I think I think I think that they they could make it to the play uh, to the finals. I'd like to see them make. I'd like to see them play the Copa MX finals just to give the Copa MX you know le- you know to give it legitimacy. You know, sorry mm-hmm. sorry Coy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: um, that so uh, you know the, the the thing that I like about Club America right now, and I think that this is what. Uh, would be said with such an honor, but they're not, they're not necessarily doing it on on as big a scale. But if if, if you're Mexican and you, and you have the talent, you're going to play on Club América, and you know regardless of how old you are, I mean they have they have three or four guys that are in their you know, late teens, early twenties that are that are playing and contributing and doing very well.
5: Yeah, for, it's for, on for América.
0: It's, it's one in and, and
5: Diego Lanzar yeah. are the standouts, but there's like three, like you said, yeah. The, the, I, they,
0: the, the, the left winger who's been outstanding, the, the guy who wears number two. I don't know what his name is. He's really good. Yeah, they, they have. Uh, I, think, I think he's Lopez. I'm sure yeah. there's an Americanista at all. Was it Garcia? No, I'm just kidding. It's. Uh... Was it,
5: no, it's not Leva. No, not Leva. Um, but uh, I think what, there's two teams that have already honored the, uh, the, the minutes required. In, right in, and and is one of them yeah so in week 4 yeah and i'm happy about that i'm, I'm happy yeah. about that
0: so that should so the, so i think that Ron, i'm i'm going to i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upgrade your your three quarters eyebrows raised i think that with 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 about four or five chin scratches as well to go hmm mm-hmm. you know this 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 team really really might have something it uh yeah it, it would uh it, it, it would not surprise me. So, so you, so you're thinking I'm Did you ever, did you ever make a pick hoe for, for a, a month in? Well, I, know, I know it's not Chivas.
2: No, I did. Um, there was a day that uh, Al was hosting. Oh, okay. You had, you had to leave early.
0: Let me and
1: bring it up.
2: Did. And, uh, yeah, I said, I, I said I saw a, another Monterrey final. Oh, okay. Tigres, Tigres, Rayados, I see them both reaching the final. I I do think America's candidate, and I see Cruz Azul going for,
5: you know, dark course. I'll, I'll say this about Cruz Azul. If they play America, and Cruz Azul basically just falls, you know, face down flat, it could have some repercussions because it's, it seems like in the past couple of years, America is their kryptonite. You know? And uh,
1: They already got rid of uh, that one guy. He's not scared anymore. Oh,
2: uh, oh no. He retired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> be good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got so, rid of but They're not scared anymore, man. No, man.
2: They got Pelayas, Ron. You can't, but he, can't discount the huge influence that Pelayas is going to be, and I think he's going to be the turning point.
0: But I mean, the, just it, the
2: way it, he built Pelias, it. Belize could could could
5: could go back into azteca and just you know feel you know a little intimidated you know? honestly honestly
2: oh. you do you think that
0: would happen to Belize honestly <laughs>
2: and when he, Martin, he, he, they, they're already playing all their on. home games at azteca man yeah they're right. All- in fact, not only are they,
0: yeah, not only that, but they they are outdrawing <laughs> America, by, by, I'm, I'm, by a long shot.
2: Oh, oh. You know, oh I am I'm serious. It,
5: it's it, it's the the last may not even get a may not even get a palco. They may just put them in in in, in Sol, you know, over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oye, tu, vete, you know. You know Did I ever tell you, you uh,
0: my story of, of 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 getting lost at the Azteca? No, because you, you see a ton kind of things Oh, this will pop you out because we wanted to get shots from uh, from one of the uh, you know just from a, a position in the, the state. And so we go down this tunnel. We end up finding this this gigantic mountain of ice that's to, that, that's just there. Oh. and it was it was blocking whatever was was uh, was on the other side of that. So we had to turn around and walk the the, the next 150 yards or whatever it was to get out of there. It was uh, it was it was very strange very strange at hey. the uh, at this that's huge it's very big
2: hey the, the other thing to to take into account is that elias knows Piojo. Piojo is the dude that would have to explain to Elias what he was going to do tactically or why he did certain things I and mean, this this coming from Piojo. Piojo has said it before how they, how they would work did you did you,
5: did you guys ever huh? see that did you guys ever see that video of a uh, Pelais and, and Piojo fighting when they were players? Yes.
2: When he called him a caballero inglés? In
5: no. oh, oh, okay. Did he call him a naco? No, Pelais un... no, called uh, Pelais called, what's his name? Uh, Piojo, the <laughs> indio. And oh, then, the French. They were fighting. And and, then, and it's funny because the very first day when, you know, Pelais was, uh, Pelais and uh, and Piojo, uh, we having a press conference with, with America. I forget, I forget the, the reporter, but he brought it up and he tried to show the, the clip and, and you, and just the, the facial expression on belice and, and Piojo was just hilarious. Oh, uh, we were, we were just two very competitive, uh, athletes. You know, that was basically the response, he, you know? He, yeah. Pio, Piojo
2: says, ni, ni que uh, something in English or something.
5: Yeah, something like that. It was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I I think that's going to be a really good matchup. This uh, this uh, I think that's going to be a really good matchup.
0: So so you're calling Ron? Are you calling a, 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 a final in casa? Uh, no, I just think I just
5: I, I think that you know, you know, I, like I said, you know, America's been their kryptonite for for a while now. You know, and did you think it, that
0: they'll beat yeah. in the final?
5: Mm, I'd like for another final. I, I think you know. Obviously, <laughs> I, 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 obviously, I haven't. Obviously, I didn't watch the very first one, the one that was painted back in the seventies. I wasn't even right. born yet. But I, I mean, the the Cruz Azul one back in the late eighties. I I I still remember. I have big memories of that one. Um, and then obviously, the one in two thousand thirteen that was fucking beautiful. Uh, but you know, America, like in, in leagues yes, and in, in, in playoffs, America has way better numbers than uh, than Cruz Azul in the head-to-head.
0: They do, uh, they they do best them uh, quite a bit. Chiki, so uh, 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 who did you have for your for your uh, for your pick to win at all?
1: Uh, I went with the Monterrey again.
0: I remember actually. I said Cruz I Azul and to- Monterrey was my big disappointment. I do remember that. Remember that, Dan? Dan did did uh, I don't know if you if you were on that show, so we haven't even we may not have asked you may not have been able to give your opinion. Is there is there a is there a team you're soft on, Dan,
4: for the to make it all the way? America, maybe Cruz Azul.
7: Those are the two teams that I think are probably uh, are looking like favorites. I have no faith in the in
0: Monterrey. No. And Infiguedes looks like they're uh They're aging, it looks yeah, like I don't know. Their their epoch might be uh might be coming to uh coming to uh to an end. But I will say uh Well at least their uh, players
7: uh, match their coach.
0: Well but but two guys doing they... Oh stop it. Stop happens.
4: it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. I don't just I just
3: no le voy a
0: discutir con usted. Just so so Michel uh Aricheau actually picked uh, he, he he wants Tuka to come in and coach the national team. So I, I add another one to the to the Tuca train even though he's already said no, I'm sure they can Who he convince him otherwise. I'm sorry man. I, That's okay. Everyone's you know I, I know I know I know it hurts your feelings. Hey I, it doesn't hurt my f- you know, it's it's just because Tuca and I have had a a relationship for, for for a long time, it's uh it's okay. It's everyone is entitled to their opinion and you know, when uh when when when, when Tuca takes you know, Mexico to the semifinals.
5: Now his contract ends in twenty twenty, right?
0: Yeah. How convenient. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's I just, I just I just don't think Tuca wants to do the, the gold cup the gold cup he just doesn't want to do it.
5: It's gonna, you know, Mexico has to win it, dude, or else no confederations.
0: But I don't I don't know if they're gonna I don't know how they can have the confederations because you can't and do that, a winner confederations.
5: Yeah I know I know, so I mean they're probably it, gonna have to do it in another country. And honestly like, though it, it what good is it
7: i mean i i, I understand that it, but I think Mexico at this point is probably putting a little too much importance in it uh, maybe maybe getting the summer off isn't a bad thing, or at least that that you know that tournament like uh, before
2: Dan you're forgetting uh it's the t v stations that run to the the national team
7: no yeah that, no you're that's right, you important. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's another chance to, to to bring in money. No, I mean that that that's never. We don't all know that, that that that's the first uh, factor being weighed most heavily. Also, that, that is the money. I yeah, I agree tell,
2: with you though.
5: Don't tell Pern that because he's still mad at Guantomo Blanco for not going to Confederations Cup. Call him <laughs> a traitor.
0: <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, man. I would, I would be. Uh, you know, you know, Fernando has uh, his 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 eerie ways of, of making his predictions come true or uh, <laughs>
2: It's are, like when it came for Monterrey. I, I, any I, I, any I, prediction I think regarding like whole his room team full fell full flat on like, his
7: face?
5: I think he's got a room full of voodoo dolls. He must. I, I, I remember I was in Mexico at the time when uh, Mexico was playing the Confederation Step, and I remember like all of the devin you know they like I mean not like I bought I would buy them, but I would walk by, and I would see like the TV notas and record and stuff like that, and you would see like the team training camp, you know, and then you would they would show pictures of a Gumo Blanco at the at the beach, you know, and it's like ah oh, Jesus, you know, I just thought that was really funny, good old Fern good old Pern
0: that is uh
1: hey hey back on to back on the Tuca thing. I think Tuca goes with the, uh, smart. He's not going to go to the national team. And it goes to the saying that's in Batman. You either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain.
4: And he's not,
1: he's not not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to do that. He's not going to go to the national team, play more Leros and end up losing like the gold cup or losing, (laughs) you know, going three and out in confederations or whatever, or even the world cup. (laughs)
0: That's you a risk. That's us? a risk. So who, who do you give what? it to Piojo? Uh, I mean, in, in, in Liga MX, well, I, I know who Joel would pick. Actually, uh, I think both Joel and Dan are on the on the on the, on the Rafa Puente.
4: Yes, on, 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 the, so. on
0: the SS uh, Rafa Puente.
1: I think the Almeida ship has sailed.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, so
1: too.
0: Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, he uh, he got some bad uh, some bad advice. The, their, uh, their their strategy did not. Uh, well, you know, Chris, we say that now. You know, think You know, when when options one, two, and three don't work out, you know, he might be option four. And so. he, was, uh, he was he was rumored
7: to, to to possibly go to Santos too. So who knows? Really? What, what, about, Ooh, what about
0: who? What about Hati? Almeida. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that would be good for our show. It'd be funny. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. What about what about Diego Alonso? I think he would be an excellent choice and he and he is he would be the guy I would choose. Ah,
5: uh, it's tough. It's a tough choice. But, but but here's the thing, dude. I, you know, and, and I don't think you know they should criticize. I mean, obviously they're going to do it, but I I really don't think that there's a rush to get the finite coach right now. You know,
0: you don't really wow. need him until March of next year.
5: Yeah, you don't. So it's like, you know, you know, sit down interview because you know this may be the first time where the federation actually does plan for an eight-year process. Because because they're going to host it in, in, in 2026, 20, uh, so rather than looking at four terms, because normally when they interview, they're interviewing for four for four years and stuff like that. So I think I I think that they're going to that uh, I don't think we're going to see a coach for a while, like you know you know I, I know that they're going to use Stuka and stuff like that, but I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to like I said I don't I don't think that Diego Alonso would be a bad choice. Um it's sad it's sad that Matias Almeidas, you know finished the way he did at Chivas because I think that he probably would have been a strong candidate had he still been with Chivas. Um and and I think people and I think the you know people some of the people in the federation would understand is that you know it's it's hard to manage Chivas because I mean obviously they jack up the prices for for them. And you know that's he did miracle mean, he 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 really did a good job with Chivas. I know Hoyley doesn't want to give him credit for it, but he, he did. Miracle. Uh, what's that? Miracle. Yeah. You mean Almeida? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Almeida. Yeah, Almeida.
0: San you, Mati. What? San Mati Joel, por favor.
2: It's not that I don't give him credit, but you know, I, I like to call a spade a spade. Okay. And if you see, if you see his record, especially, you know, like his league record and, and especially against like, whatever were the top teams for that season, he was never really able to beat, beat the best teams. He looked good because he beat a lot of the lesser teams, especially in cup. So he would have like a five-game winning streak. Half of those were like cup games against like, you know, the, the second division
0: teams. Tampico Madero.
2: Yeah, so he would rack up wins like that, and, and especially a lot of wins at home. But a big reason why Chivas went, Two tournaments with just one win at home was, was with Mati as a coach. Yeah. That's a did lot of you, games. I mean, did you, too, too. Did,
1: did
5: you ever watch the movie uh, Half-Baked when Sir Smoke-A-Lot says, I understand. Sir, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get that clip?
1: I understand.
0: I'll <laughs> we'll see what I can do. I do have a new one. I do have, I do, I do have a new one to debut. And we have to uh-huh. actually – we have to say – we do have to say goodbye good to uh, to this one because uh, our, our Honda. friend uh, uh, Honda for uh, for is no longer with Pachuca, Although he played well when he was with Pachuca and, and he had and he had a good World Cup. He, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he scored uh, he scored in the in, in the game against Senegal. So uh, good for uh, for Honda. He was a good player. But and of course you've heard the new ones. But we did we did add this one today officially uh, when when it comes to some of the things that happened to the guy am that let, 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 let's be honest just are i'm shocked
2: shocked to find that gambling is going on in here <laughs> you're winning sir oh thank you very much
0: yes yeah, so
3: <laughs>
0: let's uh we do we do have um, that one we are we're adding that one so I, I i will retire i will retire the uh, <laughs> oh, that's loud, uh... so
5: so do you think uh, do you think they're going to go with a european coach
0: uh, well, according to reports that uh, the 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 has posted, uh, you know you know Sampoli right now appears to be the uh, at least the one who is uh, getting get, getting the good press. I hope not. I hope not. I was watching the Argentina-Croatia match with uh, with Kit McConico, who we've had on the show to talk about Argentina in the past. It was the only World Cup game I saw outside of the house. Uh, oddly enough, uh, most of them I got to see here. but. Uh, I thought it was really funny the way Sam you know, takes off his coat in that game. And, and he was down to his, you know, his really tight little black shirt and his pants. And I, uh, I was telling uh, the guy I was sitting next to, it would be hilarious. if, Like the next time you see him on camera, he's wearing a, you know, one of those singlets, like the wrestlers wear, but Albi Celeste, you know, from the for Argentina, you know, ready to go, ready to go into on, on the field. They it just, they it just look, it just, it just, it just, I guess, I guess y'all had to be there, but uh See, I should play that clip, Ron, right now of that person Say, "You yeah, understand, but uh, I understand." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, surprised.
5: I'm surprised they didn't burn that dude's house in Argentina, man. Sao Paulo. I, yeah, I mean, that, uh,
0: that was an ugly exit for them. That was as ugly as, as they've. The, that was probably the worst World Cup exit they had since Maradona just, uh, you know, got the red card against Brazil.
5: I mean, when, when Maradona was coach, I mean, he was a four nothing schlacking from Germany, and and honestly, I mean,
1: Argentina was just bad. If he yeah. comes to Mexico, though, what's that? There's going to be there, there's potential to be a lot of hate for him. Who due, for Sampoli due to what happened in Argentina and just the way the history was like leveled. There and
0: well, we we appear to have a, a handful of of Argentina fans on our panel. I. So, so, Joel Yes San Paoli, good or bad for Mexico
2: Ah, uh, I don't know I don't know, I think he cut some bad juju You know, there's been criticism of the way he left Chile And and uh,
0: He's I a didn't pe- see how he was He's a bad breaker-upper
2: Yeah, and I didn't see how he was doing at Sevilla I know the team was playing good and then all the locker room problems, but you can't attribute all of that to him because he inherited a broken team. This in Argentina, they looked like Mexico, you know, with, with going through four coaches in one World Cup cycle.
0: Was it that bad
5: for Argentina? But, but here's here, here's here's one of the things that I don't that I don't that bothers me about San as the Mexican national coach. He threw a lot of the players for Chile under the bus, you know, criticized him. Now, right or wrong, he may be in the right for, you know, but, you know, you know, talking about, you know, some of the players for Chile that they just, you know, they weren't very disciplined. Like, you know, he was telling the story about, about, you know, some of the players wanted to drink on the plane and, you know, he didn't want them to and stuff like that. So it's, it's like, you know, he, I just didn't like the fact that he was criticizing. And I understand, I understand that, you know, that you know, he was right for trying to instill discipline in them, but I, I, I don't see the point of throwing them under the bus after the fact. Um and also, you know, the fact that he he didn't seem to have control of the team. So it, it's like, why would we want that type of coach? Um I, I just think there's just better options. You know?
0: I do uh, San Paulo is not a I know that uh, that, that Profe well it's because Profe is a Bielcista so he uh, anything have to do with uh, with his one of his crushes uh, Bielsa he would be uh, he would be in favor of D- Dan with Siboldi with out of the picture now is there anyone that you would uh, give the, the the dasso to at this point who's, who's the leader in your clubhouse at this moment I
7: don't, I don't have one to be honest with you um I'm okay with waiting
5: me too i I'm with Dan on that one. you know it's got to be the right you know guy and make sure he 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 can I, last eight years
7: uh, I don't like duca, I don't like piojo um Uh, man, I just can't think of anybody who in in anybody who's young, who's actually has any kind of decent resume that, that 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 would warrant the position. So
0: I
4: Yeah,
7: I I I can't I can't think of anybody
0: as uh as Ron pointed out tonight, uh the the, the guy who 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 takes those boxes that you're describing right now, uh Dan is uh, is is Diego Alonso who was at... Uh, You know, he was a player for, he was, he played for Hugo at Pumas for, for many years and then with the coach at Pachuca. And, you know, we, 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 you know, we saw what he, what he was able to do with, with, with some planning, you know, with, 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 uh, Pachuca. So he would probably be, for, for those characteristics, would probably be the best choice. But, uh, you know, a lot can happen between now and when they make the decision. Although, Although the last couple of World Cup cycles where they've hired a coach after a World Cup, they didn't do it in 2014 because Bjorko was still the guy. Uh, they they made the pick in in either late October or or like by mid November that the the decision has been made. And uh, at this point, I think, you know, if you're going to wait that long, you can. I mean, you know, you know, at least you know make sure that you're getting the right. Yeah, I mean, they haven't even named what they're going to do for the uh, for the for the friend the friendlies that are coming up. These friendlies are are a month away and they still haven't named. Uh, you know what what, what process or, or, or what, what, not probably what process, but what they're going to do with uh, those games as far as naming a coach. And a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, they said that that that, that they were hoping to bring in uh, Hans Westerhoff to, to do that, and then he would stay on at the Federation. So it's not necessarily like an omenake. They don't actually want to bring in somebody where it actually serves a
7: purpose. I'd be okay with treating these couple games as uh, farewell games for a lot of players.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a a lot of uh, a changeover. change over a, a couple, any players in particular? I'm okay
7: with uh with all of them, man. <laughs> Let's start new. I mean, not obviously not all of them, but the but like if if I didn't see Chicharito dress up again, I'd be all right with that. Um I'd want to keep Raul. I think he he still has a
4: yeah, I, I think mean, they... so, does
7: Chich- so does Chicharito, but but I mean, I'm thinking like four years from now. I don't know if Chicharito will be there. I, I think Raúl will still will still have some juice left in four years' time, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's just thinking four and eight years ahead, and if if those players aren't realistically options, then then why drag it out? Let's just start giving uh, reps to 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 the ones who who may who may uh, who may be there in four years' time.
0: I, I do believe that. Uh... You know, Raúl is the kind of player that has a, you know that, that can have a longer shelf life than Chicharito just because of the style that he plays. And and, and frankly, he did very well uh, because that game was on NBC here uh, in in, uh, in the states. His his his, his opening game with uh, Wolver Wolves, Wolverhampton, who make an appearance in a Monty Python skit, uh, by the way. But uh, Got the equalizer, and uh, you know the, 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 his, his style of play the fact that he's tall, the fact that he uh, is not a tronco by any means i mean he, he is not clumsy with the ball at all i mean he's very skilled with the ball uh, I think that this is going to be his uh you know this is going to be his time and uh, he should be you know he he's at the age right now kind of where where uh, where the you know players like the the, the Peiass of the world started getting you know Oribe. Started getting really good, and I think he's a, a better, a better, taller version of Odibez. So he's uh its a great
7: challenge for him. Yes, it's, a, it's a, like it's a ridiculously good um, opportunity because I think if he could, if he could stand out, and 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 like I said, if he could really stand out at a club like that, um, that'll say a lot about about how you know about how how what kind of player he really is because I think you know. I've always thought that he, dude's a stud. Um, uh, maybe he wasn't getting all the opportunities at Benfica because, well, he you know he was playing with really good players, so it's not like he was just, um, yeah. Just well, his position
0: also, was handed to him. He also got in bad with with management. I'm sure that that did not help his uh, playing time situation either.
1: In my in yeah, my opinion, he didn't really time. he didn't really show up a lot of times, even with the national team. He yeah, didn't, but he never, he didn't he never live up. He got
0: a chance
1: though. So. Well and the chances he did. He didn't live up to the expectations. And I and I will say this last game he, he did score a goal. He had an opportunity he, that he was one on one with the keeper and he sort of uh well the keeper blocked it, but uh I will say that they were playing against ten ten players.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't uh, matter game. they're playing with ten players, but you know the the guy that was
1: I'm just saying. I just I would be cautious because he hasn't shown. I've expected a lot more than what he's shown. So hopefully he does end up resulting. But I've been waiting for a little while for him to. Well, to
7: well you're, you're 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 glossing over the fact that like in I'd say for at least two years in in games where they absolutely needed goals, he's come through plenty of times in Champions League even. Um, I, I think he's that, that's that's why I think like I think dude dude has a stomach for 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 the big games. Um, I I just maybe he he hasn't he maybe it's maybe it's maybe I'm I'm, I'm overlooking the fact that he was never able to secure a starting spot at Benfica, but but I think did, though be... and they were
0: and they were going to sell him to some team in China for fifty million dollars. You know, which is great business for Benfica, but. But I was like, I don't want to go to China, and the, you know, the deal fell through because because they they do have a choice over there, to, whether they want to go or not. And you know, they didn't. Benfica did not sign Raúl Jiménez to play for five years at Benfica. They signed Raúl Jiménez to sell him for fifty million dollars to a team that makes an offer. Yeah, and they so they, so and that, that, still that still totally there. soured their relationship, and it just I mean, he was he never got the same opportunities he got after that. I mean, it this was, is
7: a loan. Though right that he's on, so they could still potentially make some money off him if he if he does have a good season, which right. I'm sure so they're he, hoping for.
2: He's, he's part of the kind the, uh, of Actually, Cooper. no, I
0: think that this was a uh, this was a, a compra definitiva, wasn't it, or is well, it?
2: A... I think he's he has stock in that team, that, that Mendes guy. In
0: in, in Raúl's, bet. Raúl's
5: also one of the few Mexican players that does Rabonas. have so that's and, a plus,
0: plus. and did it by, by sitting on the you know after <laughs> sitting on the bench for three weeks. Yeah,
5: yeah, that's a sweet ass play, dude. That's you know the, the guy he's willing to you know try things on the field. You know he's willing to experiment.
1: That's like all that. you can ask for. Is just, maybe Chicharito like has it. been has, has taken the 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 starting role, and with him out of the way, probably minutes with more time on the national team and, and show off his field a little bit more. Because he has, I remember even his his uh, bicycle kick. Chicharito was pretty much just at his at, at his feet, bowing at him when he when he scored that goal against Panama.
5: Yeah, I, I, I think I think Raúl, I think he's a, a a better football player than Chicharito in terms of ability. Um, yeah, I, I but what, know, I,
1: what has what has been shown though is Chicharito is more clutch. And scoring actual goals,
5: but it also ha- it, it, but but it also happens to have and, and, like, and Chicharito, you know, you can tell when a coach wants you and when a coach doesn't want you, you know, like you know Ferguson wanted Chicharito, you know, and then you can tell like over there in in Leverkusen, you know, the coach wanted Chicharito, not so much, you know, when you know when he was with uh, Moyes and stuff like that. So I I, I think that I mean that that's kind of hurt a lot of the Mexican players in Europe, you know. Uh, you can t- you know you can tell when like you know the, the teams like you know PSV Eindhoven they like you know the, the Mexican players that they sign and and they've done really well for them, you know going back from you know going back to to, to my side and and and, and Salcido and all those guys you know, um, so I mean that that also that also matters you know I mean I mean they can't uh, I mean obviously you know you know Hugo Sanchez is an exception it's like you know when you went and the coach didn't watch you I mean. He he had to prove it, you know, had to prove it to the coach that he was better. Uh, but I mean,
7: I still think though the adversity that that these players are getting, because they'd be undisputed starters if they were playing in in, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think there's something to that though. You know, to, t- to see what see what they're made out of. You know, I think it's okay that, that a player does isn't a starter every single week, but if he's battling throughout the season and, and going through a run of games where he is a starter, then I, I think that's pretty acceptable. I mean these are really good leagues with teams that are really stacked with a lot of good players. So if if you're not really sharpening on your game then you're not gonna play. I it's also
1: it's also I, the fact that they're they're uh these are Mexican players we're talking about in Europe. And uh you have to prove yourself even even more than the normal player. Take for example Navas who gets pushed to the side for uh for Courtois. That's, that's,
0: what,
1: that's a prime that's, that's, that's
0: example. No for no reason.
1: So that's a prime example. Uh it's just the Americas. It's Central America, Mexico. Now if if uh Navas was Argentinian, Brazilian, then there would be another Another story.
5: That, that was a shame, what they did to Navas, what they've done to Navas. But
1: is he, is he still on the team?
5: To uh, so my knowledge, yes.
1: Yeah, he, he, he took a goal. He played just, uh, when was it, I think this week he played or last week, and he, uh, he got scored on pretty easily. With, oh, oh they the... lost to Atletico.
5: Yeah, for the Supercopa. Super yeah, Supercopa.
1: Although that goal he got scored on, was no one was going to stop that. That was a bullet from Diego Costa. So I have been hating on Navas but I, I see the uh, I see the the difficulties that uh, a Costa Rican or a Mexican will have against like a Belgian or a European player. But that's that's
7: well, the struggle. I don't I don't, think, it, it, I don't I personally don't think don't, at least recently I don't think Mexican players have gotten shortchanged. I think the ones who struggle to find minutes is because they're struggling.
1: I'll give you and an I've example. I've
7: seen them on the national team struggle so like it doesn't surprise me that a lot of these guys like Layún is very hot and cold he's a streaky player when he's hot when
1: he's on you
7: know he, he he's going to give you goals he's going to create chances
1: well I'll give you an example that, that goes against a
7: lot of, he's just a complete liability
1: well let me give you an example that sort of goes against what you're saying because you're actually a little bit agreeing with what I tweeted recently and people are sort of laughing at me uh, Memo Choa. <laughs> the great, the great, the great World Cup that he had, two World Cups, I, I guess two that World. he had,
4: yeah.
1: and uh, and and look what what where that got him. And I called him, you know, maybe it's overrated. Maybe everyone's blaming the agent and and the EU passport and all this, but uh, maybe he's overrated. Maybe, well, no, that's uh, it
7: right there. The EU passport is everything.
1: Well, well said why? But
7: he was he was with you. You've explained in the past how goalkeepers aren't that important. I think on some level, you're right. Um, You know, when, when, when push comes to shove and you have a couple of very like precious spots for, for, uh, for a foreigner, you're not going to spend, you're not going to waste it on a goalkeeper where you can find an adequate replacement, maybe not as good as Memel, but an adequate replacement for much cheaper. And you can, you can use that, that, that precious spot for a striker
5: or, or a midfielder. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I think the one that who, personally and this is my personal opinion, the one that, that, that I think screwed you know screwed Memo over more so than his agent or you know, uh was Javier Aguirre because the two thousand ten World Cup was was for him. And I guarantee you if he would have started and he would have gone to the World Cup, he would have he would have gone to Europe uh sooner. And he'd probably and he'd probably be with a better you know with a better club. But
2: but but also uh, Ron, yeah. If you would have stayed in Hasio
4: mm-hmm.
2: or just in France for another year, he would have gotten uh, a EU passport.
7: And doesn't he, he already have so it? That no, he doesn't no. Have, no. That, that's what that's, that's what's him. Yeah. Well, yeah, to yeah, me,
2: that's he, the number one issue. He had a chance if he would have stayed in France, but he went to Spain.
0: He's been there seven years. And he, and he and, hasn't been able to
2: it. And that's mess them up insane. And he didn't even play, and he was so just right that's why, I,
7: that's why I blame the the agent and yeah. himself. Where I'm, I'm with, that's, like, dude, just like I know it's uh, it may be humiliating yeah. from going to El grande to Mexico, uh, Mexico to uh, maybe uh, to, and then
0: going from a uh, going yeah, to, second, then and, being and relegated. Did you see his house in in, uh, in Corsica? I don't think he minded at all. <laughs> so. Okay, so why not hang out there in the second division
7: for a year? Or even two, if it means that you're going to get that, 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 yeah. that passport that just, you could walk in anywhere. And if they like you, if they want you, then that's it. No, you do not have any other issue.
2: I'm with you, Dan. He would have had offers. He would have certainly had more offers than, than Napoli trying to shortchange him, you know, pay him peanuts.
7: Well, just all of these teams, all of these teams that have, that have gotten him, like, you just shake your
1: head. But even
7: his entire European career is just one big, just like massive shake of the head. Like,
1: like I can't believe this
7: is where you're playing, dude.
1: But, but take for example, even Malaga. He he, is, he was at Malaga, and he didn't get the starting role to Kameni, who didn't have two great World Cups like he did. So obviously, a coach. I don't know if the coach just didn't like him or or like or preferred you know, Kameni. The
4: coach in Malaga was was Cameroonian, like like, like Kameni. Hello. I'm not sure what just happened there. Yeah, I got disconnected. Hello? Yeah, everyone's. I got booted.
2: Has everyone else booted as well?
0: Everyone else got booted. I'm not sure what happened there, but we're all back and still broadcasting. Hold
2: on. Well, you know, I'm going to mention something. I I think, you know, we must not forget that it's a business and there's a big business in the whole player transfer, you know, selling and and placing players and all that. And, and I think that that's, that has been one of the hindrance for some of these players. Uh, so it depends who, who who you have, you know, that that could de- get you good good contracts. So, I mean, Jimenez is a good example. He went to Atletico. He didn't make it. You know, the average Mexican player, you don't make it the first time. You're back in Mexico six months later. But they sent him to Porto, and then he didn't want it, but now he's, he's in the Premier League. He keeps getting chances with good teams or in good leagues and 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 I, I feel his aging is a big a big part of that.
7: So well, what's your reasoning about the like what do you w- w- I guess what's what do you think that it is is to blame with with the memo he's just not good enough or
5: does Jerry curls or the fact <laughs> that he's Mexican? People don't like people with Jerry
1: curls.
2: <laughs> I mean. don't know.
1: He's got the beautiful hair, though. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's a little bit of everything.
2: Stylish headband.
1: I think the, uh, sorry, I mean, even you said it. Uh, that the goalkeeper is, you know, may not be the most important player on the on the field. So you could deal with, you know, another player, or maybe you have your preferred goalkeeper being someone else. And
0: well, I mean, the reality is, is 80% of his problem is the fact that he doesn't have the EU passport. So, so yeah, you guys. I mean, and there was there were even offers. There were even offers in not just in Ahacho, but 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 in France that Toulouse had an offer, so he could have stayed in league in league and gotten his his EU passport, and then he could have gone anywhere.
2: Uh, yeah, that's the stupidest thing he did. You know, go to Malaga without yeah. even being sure. You know, at least talking to the coach. That's probably like my main gripe. You know, well, even well, with he, Alani's going over he there, he did it and... twice
7: though too. He even in Spain, like you're already there. Just wait it out, man. Right. Like if your dream is to play in, in, in Europe, and you really, and you legitimately want to play like on a top team, then then do what you got to do, man. Just you know, get that passport. I, it just boggles the
1: mind. Isn't the root cause the agent though? Shouldn't the agent be helping him to to make those decisions?
0: Well, I mean, ultimately, yes, uh, it, I blame it's both not, of them. It, it's, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's just you know, there, there are so many players. Uh, and and it's not just Mexico. You, you see, where yeah. where where bad decisions at, at certain points in their career have 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 defined their careers. And I think we've seen these guys now for the last ten. So I don't think that Memo's necessarily had a bad career, but but I think he could have had a better career. And uh, you know he he played well at Ajacho, You know and they you know Malaga not so much and they like him. It although I would I, I really do wish that they would have you know he wears number eight in. in, in, in in Liege, but they should put a little A next to it, so it says Ochoa. That's his name, Ochoa. Anyway, uh, but uh, but you know, but then you see a player like Giovanni, who just has made, you know, the career moves he's made were just, you know, uh, other than going to Villarreal, where I think he actually you know, he played pretty decently for for a couple of years, and uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, he had he he his his career was was completely wasted, you know, the, the, with the potential that he had. Because of the decisions that he made, and at you know, and, and when when those decisions were made, it's just, just uh, you know, Chicharito on the other hand, you know, got got very lucky. You know, Chicharito, you know, went about it a different way, and 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 then took advantage of what he had. And you guys pointed out, you know, Sir Alex loved him because he told Chicharito, you know, crash the six yard box, and Chicharito crashed the six yard box. And you know, Manchester United is a kind of team that is gonna you know put those balls on a platter for him and he put them away and he took him to the Champions League final that's pretty good you know i think unfortunately for chicharito i think he, that uh, you know that those 2 years there i think were his best and then he you know he hasn't been the same since and uh, and then, and then there's nothing wrong with that you know he 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 peaked he, you know and, and now he's on the downside and it's uh it's going to be a little harder for him he's not as fast as he used to be he can still get open, though, and that, that, that's what's amazing about him.
1: So, Yeah, and there's this Brazilian, uh, John, I think you watched the game with uh, Jimenez and Wolves. Who did they play?
0: Anyway, Everton. They had so a, Everton.
1: Everton. They had a Brazilian.
0: Playing. Yeah, they just signed like 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 they did like $50 million. $50, $50 million, million dollar Brazilian. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And I've never heard of the dude, and, and he scored two goals, I think, or one. No, actually he scored – well, he scored one of them at least, and uh, and the dude is hot, man.
0: No, I mean, I, 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 Everton's going to be a good team. That, that was that was. Uh, Jimenez had a. You know, Wolves are going to you know they're not going to win the Premier League, but you know they need every point they can get, and uh, that that was good for them. Ron, are you going to
4: nothing.
0: Okay. He was beeping. Yeah, he was definitely beeping. So that's the carbon monoxide there, Ron. Yep. Yeah. Or is it your ankle or is it your ankle bracelet?
4: That too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh well, gentlemen, I think it's uh probably time for us to uh to to wrap it up here. I know it's uh, it's been a while since we've all all been on, so I do appreciate everybody uh uh taking making the time to uh, come on and I hope that our audience uh, enjoyed the interview we had with uh with Michelle that we had a little earlier. That was uh that was very entertaining, very informative, uh, uh, and uh, uh, a good guy to have on. And we will uh, be sure to have him on. Have him on again. We wish him the best of luck. Uh, uh, ho- hopefully, he will. Uh, you know, me methinks, uh, ho- uh, guys, uh, that if he, said, uh, if he says, you know, what ends up happening, if this Leano guy ends up being the coach for twenty twenty six, have a feeling that, uh, that that Michel might be part of that uh, that there with uh, with him. So. We'll see how that how how that plays. So that that that'll that that'll give us then 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 a lot of uh, a, lot, a lot of good inside access. You know, we could be the uh, la, la la sombra del tri. You know, here at the at the Cantina Maggie's podcast. So you guys will have to tune in for that as it uh, as it happens. Ron, you've picked America. You don't you don't you know you don't you, you I think that's the first time you've done it on the podcast. We'll have to see how that plays out. I mean, let's uh, you know they're they're certainly a candidate. Uh, um, I'm, I'm sure that uh, you would you would like to see them win again. I think the rest of us would rather would rather not. Yes. So, uh, thanks for joining us, Ron. I really appreciate it. Yep. Good to have you guys. Joel is it? But before we go, is it uh, is is it time for the? Uh... He dropped off. Joel dropped off. Oh man, I was going to ask him. so. Is, is it is it is 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 it still time to? to get off the boat or is uh stuff to hang off the side but he's dropped off so he won't be able to say anything. Dan Santos, I think uh I yeah, I think that there's there's still going to be a playoff team and I think that they uh you know that they could certainly be a dark horse uh, as long as the team remains a team. I'm surprised.
7: I thought they'd be leaking goals. But um yeah, they they don't seem to have missed uh, too much even with the coach and even with the with the turnover players. So yeah, I'm happy.
0: Hopefully, uh, hopefully things will, uh, will work out. And is I don't even know what to say. I mean, this is the second uh, tournament in a row where boom has to start off with their hair on fire. I, I don't know if it's going to, you know, how long it's going to last, but this team, uh, you know, at least, you know, when you were watching last year thinking, man, you, you're saying to yourself, there's no way this is going to last because they were just, you know, give up the ball so easily. And, and, uh, you know you know the other teams would 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 make very deep probing and occasionally successful runs but, but I'm I'm not seeing as much of that and it seems like Puma's just has a little bit more confidence there's a couple of players that actually can do stuff and it's uh you know it's it's exciting you know you know there's actually I actually get excited watching a Puma's game instead of you know cringe at the thought that they uh you know might get blasted
1: yeah I'm I'm thinking they they're, they're... They're lasting a little bit longer than I expected, or I didn't even expect this this good a start. But they're they're lasting a little bit. But I think with this tie against Pachuca, who's in last place, right? Uh, they might be plateauing, and then when they got Monterrey coming up this weekend,
4: yeah, this will definitely
0: out. be the uh, the barometer. If 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 they can uh, manage to squeeze out some points out of this one, I think that you know that that'll that'll give people, you know, as Ron said earlier, you know, his his eyebrows are three quarters raised. I think that that would probably Start raising the eyebrows for Puma because I, I don't think I don't think Puma's fans' eyebrows are raised at all, <laughs> even with the ten points.
1: Yeah, I'm squinting. I'm squinting through all this, yeah. so we'll see what happens yeah. this weekend. And
0: you're giving it the uh, the and the incredulous dad look. What?
4: Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. We'll, we'll see how that. Uh... How that works out. Well, again, uh, we do thank everyone for joining us here in the Cantina de podcast. want to thank Michel Richo for joining us from uh, Mexico City. Uh, he was the uh, former sporting director, Zacatepec, uh, last season uh, told us about their their run to the, uh, the Copa de Mekis final. Uh, very exciting stuff. So we do appreciate uh, uh, him coming on the show and appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate uh, Joel Aceves joining us as well as Juan Uribe and uh, Ronda Luna, Albert El Daniel joining us. Uh, my name is John Jagu. We will talk to you guys again next week, as we do uh, always at 9.30 here, Central Time, on our YouTube channel. And please uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. We actually do real well on Facebook. And uh, you can uh, download this podcast from iTunes as well as Google Play. So please, if you want to if you like this show, if you listen to it for the first time, say, "Hey, this is a show that I can listen to when when I have a, a three hour drive." Then uh, this is uh, this is certainly the show for you. Uh, again, uh, my name is John Jagoo. Uh, for everyone that was on the show, thank you, and, and for all of y'all that are listening, we do appreciate y'all giving us a listen. We'll talk to you guys next week.